everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, a DC Comics podcast from Mail Fuzz. I'm Peter, and I am joined by the returning Matt. Hey, I'm back. Reborn, one might say. Reborn, yeah, definitely. Especially this week. And, uh, Reinvigorated, for sure. If you're on the audio version, you can't see it, but I'm going to describe the, the fact that Connor this week looks like a, a sort of ginger mafia uh, mob boss. He's, he's got his hair all slicked back. He's, he's just recently out of the shower, by the looks of it. And he's wearing a Pretty Puma tracksuit, it looks like. What's <laughs> <laughs> up, Puma? I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know. It's it a jungle yes. cat of some kind. I, I can confirm it as Puma, yeah. Sure. For some reason, I thought maybe that's Slazenger. I don't know. Uh, definitely, definitely putting it forward. That you might be out to some shifty stuff lately. Yeah, I might, I might. Look at him, these... I can neither confirm nor deny that. Got these beady little eyes, look at him. Alright, uh, so yeah, we talk about DC Comics, and this week we'll be talking about... It's week one, which means it's a lighter, lighter week. Uh, we have Superman 18, first part of Superman Reborn. We have Batman 18, Nightwing 16, Green Arrow 18, Green Lanterns 18, the final issue of Death of Hawkman, which is issue six, and the fall of Rise of Captain Atom, issue three. Uh, so that's what's coming up, plus usually our best of week stuff at the end that we always do. Uh, not really any news, not even any movie bulletin news, I don't think, to talk about this week. Nothing, Nothing's sticking out. Uh, uh, just, there were some of the reveals of the the you know, the, the Looney Tunes crossovers, the teams for those. Oh yeah, we had teams yeah. for those, we had a couple more, because we, we, we talked about four of them, I think it was another two added. Uh, we have Wonder Woman and Taz was one of them, one of the new ones. Uh, mm. and then yeah, Bob's- a lot of spinning. Yeah, uh, Bugs Bunny and the Legion of Superheroes was the the final uh, crossover. I kind of want to read that. And Bugs Bunny was in a Superman suit, uh, Matt. Just That's, yeah, I might I might have to read that. Like yeah. there's a the, the uh, Yosemite is crossing over with uh, Jonah Hex. Yeah. Oh, we knew about that's, that one. That's be, yeah, yeah, but that's been done by uh, Palmiotti, who obviously did a lot of Jonah, Jonah Hex. Hex stuff. Yeah. Orlando's doing the Marvin the Martian and Martian Manhunter one with uh, someone else. I can't remember who off the top of my head, but uh, that, was, that was one of the names that stuck out to me. Uh, but yeah, not, not a big week. Annoyingly, I'm really annoyed that all those Looney Tunes crossovers though, aren't on like a fifth week. They're not, they'll just spread yeah, out but they want to spread them out. I get why they want to spread them out. I know, Go, but... Hey, you have one this week, one <laughs> next week. Why... why... Blow all your load at once. We'd be more inclined to try more of them if they were just on a fifth week where, yeah, we've got nothing else to read, so, yeah, sure. I don't know. I, I think I'm, I'm inclined to try the week one one. <laughs> sure, sure. I don't, I, don't, I don't know which one that'll be yet, but yeah, it's it's a, it's a nice quiet week where I could probably fit in an extra little thing. Oh, well, well, yeah. well, thing. Um, I'll just test my button, actually, before we go. So we've got, we got the corner button here. Uh, just to chest that. Uh, obviously, if you're on the audio, no, Connor, it, as usual. Connor's got the I love red hood button. Uh, I'll test my other one. There we go. Uh, Matt, Matt now has a because Batman button. If you were here last week, you'll see the the origin of that. Uh, or heard you know, what? I didn't even think to go back and watch because I've been so busy <laughs> with stuff on the on the way back. Uh, I was just on the and, whole time. Yeah. Yeah, of course it was. I was kind of hoping for that, Matt, so we'd get your live reaction to the existence of the Batman button. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> might as well change it to because Bane but we'll that later <laughs> oh dear um, yeah so we'll get into books we don't really have anything else to yammer on about this week so 
Uh, I'm sure we'll tangent along the way. But first up, we are going to be talking about Superman. Usually we start with Batman, but we always start off with... We've got an event or a crossover thing that's worth uh, mm-hmm. headlining the show. We'll start with that. So, Superman Reborn Part 1, Superman Issue 18, Peter J. Tomasi and Patrick Gleason. Patrick Gleason doing the art on this issue. Uh, and yeah, we're going to talk about it. Uh, so, exciting. Emotional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the above. Very emotional. Yeah. Just all round great. It, it was. Uh, so, basically, kind of, kind of picking up right where Action Comics ended last mm-hmm. week with uh, yeah. Fake Clark be- being outside the farmhouse. He comes and uh, yeah. basically h- him being there initiates a lot of weird universe things start happening. Uh, the house, of course, uh, photographs start fading, uh, almost sort of like white digital matrix erasing kind of thing going on. Uh, mm-hmm. And ultimately, Superman's trying to like, get John away because John is starting to erase. But he, it's to no avail. At the end of the issue, we end with John being seemingly wiped from existence. Mm-hmm. And deeply emotional. You see his little face as, as the it fades away. He's um, part of his face I, is still there. Right there is the two, true credit to this issue because John has his own book right now. He's, he's mm. come, This is temporary. There is no question about that. But oh yeah, he's not gone. Can... He's, he's he's gonna be back. Exactly, but the fact that it can make you care so much, even though yeah. you know you're very aware of, okay, this is temporary, is 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 just yeah. great, right? Not not only does he well, have his own Tomasi... book, he the yeah. own, his own book only started last month. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, that's right, because you get it through the frame of the parents of Lois and Clark, and for as powerful as Superman is, he can't stop his son from blinking out, and just the hopelessness kind of look on their face. And then it turns into, we're going to Metropolis, we're finding fake Clark, and we're dealing with this. Yeah, again, Gleason and Tomasi are just killing it storytelling-wise. It ends with with a a declaration of action. Mm -hmm. And that's no pun intended, because we're we're getting into action comics next week. Action, right, right, right. But this is just, it's it's like, alright, this has happened to us, that we, we were reactionary here, but next issue... We are being proactive. We are hunting for our son, and it is—it's that—it's it's a great act one part of a story because it gives us a reason to care. It makes the stakes feel high, and then it's like, no, the main character, and in this case, our main characters are like, no, we're going and to. Go it's ahead. ultimately still a very personal story. It's about recovering mm-hmm. their son. It's not uh, a big universe saving anything like that. No, it's, yeah. No, we, we care about our son. That's what this is. The spaceship didn't come down and take John. This was, yeah, you know. Yeah, much more faded. complex than that. Yeah, and obviously some also, really emotional moments in there with uh, like Superman saying, "Just before he fades away, I'll never let you go, son." You know, he's yep. like, uh, it just adds to the emotion. Yeah, and that. So when they open up the photo album, and there's all the pictures of them before hmm. from pre, pre Flashpoint, and I was like, "Oh man, don't do this to me. Don't tease this this soon." Mm. You know, so good. You had the, the, the wedding picture and all that stuff. So it's really good that DC has kind of walked back the no marriages kind of rule they had during New 52. Oh, I. Yeah. Because so, that like, was just stupid. Exactly. And they realized that. And so we're getting more relationship stuff throughout all of them. But more importantly, Lois and Clark back together. It's, that's the real one everyone actually cares about more than yeah, anything else. Exactly. Well, you also got Canero. Uh, Canero. That's a, that's a relationship name. Yeah. <laughs> it's a shipping uh, name right there. Yeah, yeah. But you got Black Canary and, and Green Arrow back together and all these other, Iris and Barry. So, but yeah, like the important one was Lois and Clark and 
I think it's important to their identities anymore, too. Because like when you see them, and the book's called Superman, but it's really been focused on them and John. So, like just to see them together, and then like at the end, Pete said the statement of action: they're going together. It's not just Clark. Yeah. Uh, so obviously the book starts with Mister Roz and his lair, oh. and it, it's, it's funny because we already seen this in a preview like two months ago. So I, <laughs> I'd already read this scene. No, but I'd forgotten by that point. I, I never read it. I just kind of glanced I, at it. I forgot where it was going to come at. Like I didn't think it was going to be in the middle or the middle, the beginning of Reborn. So I just spaced. But it was great when I opened up, you know, the book and saw that. Yeah. yeah. So someone's escaped from Mister Ozzy's cell, and oh. we see Tim Drake. Which again, it's like a good bit of like world building and like connective connectivity that Tim Drake's here, but. It, I really know, but he's he's in Mr. Oz's place if you've been reading Detective. Well, that's what I was just going to say. I like that for us, it's like, oh, okay, this is just placement. But for, for people yep. who maybe are only reading the Superman titles for whatever reason, they'll be like, oh, that's something that's going on. That that, that, that informs them of the wider universe just, just yeah. from that little bit of context. And maybe goes, wait, why is there a Robin here? When did that happen? Detective? Oh, maybe I'll go read Detective. You know, so it's, it's smart hmm. in that and way. He... And and he is stoked that the person got out. Like, almost, yeah. I well, almost want to, I almost want to criticize one panel of this though. Uh-huh. The, the smile on his face when he's saying someone got out is almost just a little too Joker like for my liking. He looks manacled. Yeah. How happy he is. Yeah. Well, see, you know, I get that manacle is the perfect word. He is trapped in a cage and he has been there for however long. He can't long. get out. Like we've seen I him. I, I get he's it. I get tried. it. Yeah. Yeah. He he is maybe he is going a little insane, and that's why he's like he's just. This is the first thing that's happened that, that he can see as a good thing in in so long. Just, just maybe just a touch manacle on that expression, just a touch. I just, and I'm looking at at the art here too. Um, what's up with Oz and his gleaming eye? Like that's that was so foreboding. Like yeah, the one the, the one eye with the red glint. Yeah. yeah. And and obviously, I don't think the person. Obviously, fake Clark's been out in a while, so it's obviously not him that's escaped. He's been out and about. Right. Unless uh, there's some timey-wimey going on. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, if they introduce you know? timey-wimey, then fair enough. But yeah. uh, So we have the two mysteries here. Is who's escaped from the cage, which is obviously going to pop up in Reborn, because that, that's yeah. why it's here at the start of the story, because it's going to be relevant. Right. Uh, but we also have who has fake Clark. Something we've, we've, we've had on our minds since the start of Rebirth, since Action Comics 950-whatever issue it was. Just uh, something interesting is speculation as to who it may be that is escaped. Whoever it is seemingly knows that Clark is Superman. Yeah, because on the walls, uh, if you're looking at it, it's his life story. You've got mm-hmm. you've got him in the pod coming off Krypton. You've got the Kents finding the farmers, him. Yeah. yeah, you've got him Doomsday. saving people at the at the Daily Planet. So, yeah. Connor Kent, don't you do that? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> don't. Oh. Two characters I love that aren't around right now: Booster Gold and Connor Kent. And we hey. know Booster's making an appearance sometime. It's coming because because Jurgens teased him. Talked about that a few weeks ago. Yeah, but like, I don't know. I just, oh. I'm thinking of someone related to Superman who would know the story and might be relevant. Uh, Connor Kent's one, perhaps. It could be so. It could be just another universe's version, maybe a pre-Flashpoint version of a character we have around just now. Anyway, you know, it could yeah, be. But see, what gets me is the Superman will save me on that's been etched into this wall. Hmm. Yeah, over and over again. But then, yeah. it's, it, then it changes from a statement to begging, where, where with the addition yeah. of all the pleases. Please. 
And then right. you just get to Superman, where are you? Like he's losing hope. And then the final right. bit after where are you is the pulling open the th- shirt. Shirt. Such a it's such a statement just on there in this cave yeah. drawer. Like, and it's been etched in with we don't know what because it doesn't look like there's any utensil too. Mm. So, yeah. Well, are you expecting someone with claws? <laughs> someone who's got the the body to... Not, claws could be doing it with, vision? Even if they've been doing it with nails. Like, that's like, ah. like they've just yeah. been scratching at it with nails even. Just the desperation yeah. of like that's how... Maybe how long they've been in here. Look, look at my yeah. uh, lending a bit of credence to the possibility of someone with heat vision. <laughs> I know. I mean... It could be another universe of Superman too, like Pete was kind of hinting, like yeah, pre Flashpoint. We, I mean, that's the lead up to the story was that multiverse story too. It could, so, yeah, it could be a pre Flashpoint version of a a character that we have right now. Uh, I'm not going to put money on that, but I, I think it's possible. Yeah. Uh, especially with uh, like the Flashpoint universe coming up in other things. Button. I yeah. feel, yeah, yeah, I feel like that's very in the mindset right now at, at DC. Also, I'm just gonna say, if it is Connor Kent, please be t-shirt and jeans and not dangly earrings and high-cut fade leather jacket. I've got a Connor feeling. Kent. I have a feeling, Matt, that they'll go with the the more popular uh, John's era Connor Kent. I, I hope. I think you'll be fine there. Okay. Yeah. Good, good, good. Because I just have to make that statement. I know it's it's like one of those monkey paw wishes where I want Connor Kent back, but I don't you'll want just that get Connor some Kent back. version. Yeah. yeah. Here's, here's yeah, an yeah. idea. We 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 keep t- in Superwoman and then a little bit in action when Lana popped in in the last ish- couple mm-hmm. issues. They keep talking about being in two places at once. They keep saying, "Oh, how could you be here when I just yeah. saw you there?" Like, is it possible that the person in the cell was New Fifty Two Superman? Possibly, it, it could be that, or I may maybe even thinking if not him, then one of them, like. Was like is the, Lois. is the other version of them in a cell, and that's where they're like flickering between when they're like getting confused and saying, "I just saw you there. How can I be here?" Kind of thing. Right, like right. you know, I'm just. Mm. I don't know. I'm just. That's something to yeah. to look out for, I guess. And it, it has been something that's been relevant recently, so it's like yeah, could pop into it. because yeah. uh, then that gives it the whole credence to news or to to Doppel Clark, too. Because mm-hmm. if that's the case, where did he come from? If they can be in two places at once, well, like how? Yeah. If it really is Clark Kent, like it checks out to be, which I don't think it's going to be. Well, like, uh, here's the thing: because they've established in the last couple of issues of action that he keeps, he actually disappears because he goes into the apartment building yeah. and Lois goes in, and the guy's like, right. "What? He's not lived here in years. What are you talking about?" Uh, so if 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 he's also flickering between this existence and somewhere else, is right. he also something like that? Uh, Obviously, I think yeah. the running favorite right now for who is fake Clark is a uh, Prime Superboy Prime, right? Yeah, mm. that's as someone... well. Just the whole when Crypto comes up to him at the farm, mm. like boy. Yeah. which is very Terminator, by and... the way. Very dog knows yeah. it's a Terminator, and he's barking well, at him. Because yeah. here's the thing: if he was someone close to Crypto, we know how Crypto acts. Mm. Like Crypto is mm. very, you know, kind of like my dog. He'll let. Just, if anybody has ham, he'll let him in the house. Like it's <laughs> easily uh, on, one of those. On crypto, yeah. obviously we lose John at the end, but does yeah. crypto stay around? Because I don't think we actually see him after all this starts going down. Like, I'm not entirely yeah, sure if he's lost with all the stuff in the house, or because I can't see him he in was... that final page. No, because he was outside when when Doppel Clark says goodbye, John. So clearly he's the one that 
that when he showed up at the farm, he knew what was going to happen. Kind of yeah. deal. When he dropped off that that present of the the photo album. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I'm going through and looking for crypto right now. I'm I'm just looking at the the final page where you've got Clark and Lois over the 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 empty space, and you've got the house burning. Crypto's not in sight. Um, yeah. I would guess he probably did go with everything else. Yeah, that'd be my guess. You know, we know Tomasi likes to likes to take him away and <laughs> then bring him back. Yeah. So, um, uh, so, as, as as far as where this is going, I f- obviously we've talked about okay. It seems like they're going to merge pre which is Clark. which is why I think it might be new fifty two Clark in the cell. Like they'll in come the out and physically merge rather than just anything else here's the question though if, if they do merge right and we get some sort of merger of things and it, it sort of establishes no they actually are one and the same and pre-52 clark that we've had is kind of this weird anomaly that it shouldn't exist because everyone else got de-aged and he was de-aged but they've kind of spl- yeah. splintered off because mm. convergence and whatever like do, do they actually sort of do like a full retcon of like their history where it merges and then everyone remembers it a certain way? Do we have that kind of merging happening where everyone's affected by it? I feel like he will get the both lots of memories and that'll be why. Obviously, we see that he inherits the, the actual fortress after this story. Mm. Yeah. And I feel like maybe him having other memories and it's like, no, that is me. It's not another person. This is my fortress still. Yeah. Right. It's not a version of me, play. but it is me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I can see that. Uh, but I, I am definitely curious as to how this is all going to play out. Uh, is there any other mm-hmm. candidates for fake Clark that you are willing to entertain at this point in the discussion? So one of my friends threw out Martian Manhunter, even before that teaser page came out. Joe, it's funny um, you say that. It's funny you bring that uh-huh. up, because someone in the comments last week actually speculated oh. that Batman and JLA was Martian Manhunter. And I don't necessarily think that's the case. I mean, it could be. I don't know. But I that actually, would definitely it, make it read it differently and probably enjoy it more. But what See, I do, I, I, I die on that one. But let's let's not get into what the, yeah, what I would do. Yeah, to yeah, jelly. Yeah, we can no. talk about that next week when we actually have jelly to talk about. Oh, but, great, yeah, extra discussion on next, on week two. Hey, if you're going big, go big, right? But <laughs> I do actually. Part of me does look because Martian Manhunter's been missing, right? I do actually kind of yeah. love the idea that. Maybe he's the one in the cell, actually. No, I'm thinking about it. But I do love the idea that someone's going to turn out to have been Martian Manhunter this whole time in one of the books. Yeah. yeah. That actually is a really intriguing idea where it'd be like, oh, okay, you know what? I forgive you for not having him around because you've been seeing so something. about it, it, it would work for everything that we've seen of fake Clark. Yeah, but my whole thing is why? So unless he's had his brain scrambled by... Yeah, why is he angry? Yeah, why is he so angry? Why is he doing this hit job basically on Clark, you know, at the end, there's, that's the main thing missing. But yeah, stuff lines up with, with him like acting out Clark, having all the memories. It's like he's absorbed them and they're acting out through him. Yeah. He can uh, just portray them. Yeah, yeah. And then, so that's why he disappears because he can go intangible, right? He walks mm. into the building and he's not there. But does he know he's but, doing that? Is he confused? Is he, exactly. Is, is he being affected in some way that's making him think he actually has Clark and therefore... I think what, what right. would be even potentially more interesting is if he is Marshman and, uh, and he's aware and his brain hasn't been scrambled, right. what is it that makes him believe this Clark is so wrong? Like, wh- yeah. what is it that's making him angry about this? And that's, see, that's what leads me back to Prime when you say Clark is so wrong. That's his M.O., 
yeah, yeah, these yeah. heroes don't deserve. So he's kind of like. That's why Prime, I think, it, works for everyone right now is because the motivation yeah. seems to line up more with who Superboy Prime is. Whereas yeah, Martian yeah. Manor is a cool idea, but it's like, well, why yeah. is he acting I'd, this way? I'd, I'd be okay with it if they could tell me why, and I'm sure that there are a, a number of reasons that they could come up with. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, sure. Well, also, it, it fits in with the pop culture canon right now because Manhunter's on Supergirl, so yeah. it'd be cool to throw him in there. And to be fair, and he was kind of revealed that way on Supergirl. He was someone else yeah. for a while, and then it was a twist. It was like, oh, this yep. is actually John Jones. So it'd be kind of cool if they actually did that in Rebirth. I'm not convinced it will be him in this case, but if they want no. to pull that twist somewhere else... As as it, long as it's actually a thought-through twist, and it's oh, yeah. not just yeah. put in after the fact. As long as you can yeah. go back and always read it that way. And yeah. I trust I trust Tomasi and Jurgens because they've both been yeah. pretty... You know, we can agree, we might disagree on certain story arcs, but they've all been basically good. So I don't see them doing something that cheap this far in. Well, well that's, why I, that's why I just because I mentioned Martian Manhunter, I'm like, well, what if he's the one that was yeah. in the cell? <laughs> I, yeah. mean, I don't know if he'd be well, there's that. Is so determined to be saved by Superman, but it still would kind of work for me. Yeah. I, I wonder the if that one... then, sorry, I was saying, if it is Martian Manhunter yeah. in the cell, it's not that he wants Superman to save him for his sake, but maybe he's got a glimpse of Oz's thoughts mm. and he's realised the fixation with he, Superman. He's seen Manhattan in his head and he's like, oh yeah. crap. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're God, that would be so cool because Martian Manhunter is a character that I he's like he's never been a favorite of mine even though he's basically Green Superman right they, there's they share a lot yeah that, and it'd yeah, be cool to that. give him you know it'd be cool to give him like him and Superman working together more like mm. kind of because because yeah. you have you know, like Flash and and Lantern that team up I would love to see more Manhunter and Superman interaction and honestly and right now I'd like there. to just see. Manhunter. Not even just uh, more, somewhere. more. Yeah. I want to see yeah. him somewhere. I can, yeah. I'm saying after this, let's say yeah. it is him. I can see him and ending up on he, Supergirl, actually, like in the book, Supergirl, just, yeah, just, just to mirror the show. Yeah, the but CEO. whatever. I mean, I'm I'm happy wherever he pops up. I just yeah. want to see him. Pop the up. only other one I want to bring up is Mixie's Pidlick, because that I wouldn't even think about that until the yeah. you know, preview page, mm. and that one's another one that lines up pretty well. It because does. It feels a, a bit over the top for him. Um, yeah. what, what, what do you mean? Do you think if it is Mixapetlick, right? Do you think he mm. again, like, kind of like what we're suggesting with Manhunter, where he's got confused, he's, like he's been confused in his own illusion. Like it, for some, whatever reason, he created the illusion that he's Clark and whatever. But for whatever reason, he got lost in his own masquerade, masquerade, yeah. and that's yeah. where it's went. Yeah, because when 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 Morrison wrote Action Comics and. It ends up being some fifth dimensional stuff. Mixapidlik is kind of a hero because there's that other fifth dimensional person that's bent on destroying Superman. And I'm not even going to try to pronounce that one. That one was way yeah, over the top. No, I'm, I'm not going there. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, maybe it started as a thing that this world needed a Superman because it didn't have a proper Superman. So he stepped in and. and like, maybe maybe this twisted. is just a really extended hijinks. Yeah. No, uh, he's, why he's, he's like, playing the long you're game. Ruining, you're ruining my joke here. Remember everything now. So it, w- it would kind of uh, be like uh, maybe that would be why everything's disappeared. It's him going, no, mm-hmm. this is going. It's, you know, it's, it's out of spite. Mm-hmm. But he's very impulsive in that way. I could see yeah. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. possibly, possibly. I think out of the three we've talked about, that's maybe the least interesting of the three. Yeah, but it, it wouldn't definitely. be a bad choice either. Like, I can see it working. Yeah, yeah, yeah because that's that one again. 
Manhunter because my friend brought it up earlier in the week, and and then of course Prime. Um, but but yeah, I didn't even think Mixy Pedalic until. And of course, there's always a chance that it, it's someone not even that we could even yeah. guess at this point. I think I I'm still leaning towards Prime based on that you know the the page at the end the the editor's page. Yeah, it doesn't have Prime yeah. on it as the list. It doesn't of have Prime on it. It does have Mixy Pedalic. It does have Martian Manhunter. Yeah. It's the swerve is, you know. That, that I feel like you think about these is, is is in on it, and they know who it is. They don't want to tell us who it is. Well, it's kind of like the the Suicide Squad one too. They didn't mention Eclipso. Like they kind of mess it up when they put Eclipso on Justice League versus Suicide Squad, like the mm-hmm. lineup page. But when they were talking about who's in the thing, they didn't even mention Eclipso or the Black Diamond mm-hmm. or any mm-hmm. of that. Here's and a, this kind of feels the same. Here's a, here's a question, actually. Now, that's just kind of for both Superman Reborn and The Button. Uh, mm-hmm. Where do you think the heroes will be in terms of knowing about the threat, right? At the end of... Probably more so the end of The Button rather than Superman Reborn. But it is, Superman Reborn is relating to Mr. Oz and all that stuff. So there could be some... Yep. But I'm just wondering, like, come the end of Reborn and The Button, do the characters know about Manhattan? I would say end of Reborn, Superman knows there is a threat. Right, but yeah. doesn't know what. Uh, end yeah. of the button, I feel like, again, they won't quite know what, but they'll have a, a an idea. They'll be edging in the right direction. Well, I think, they'll, yeah, they'll start to pick up on the breadcrumbs because it is Batman and Flash, hmm. and they are going to start peeling back some blinders I'm, I'm just on wondering, like, how, how far along will they be? Like, will they know the name Manhattan? Will they be aware of who the threat is? Or will it they it just... makes me think they will, but John's plotted it. Like that's going no, no, I, I would say they might know the name Manhattan, but it won't yeah. mean anything to them. Possibly, but like, like, will they know the name Manhattan? Will they know who the threat is? Or will they say, not know that, but they'll actually know for a fact that time has been stolen. Maybe they'll get a sense of some of what was stolen. Because yeah. if they're, going into, if they're, going, if they're meeting up with more... Flashpoint and Batman and they're going into other things like that, like, are they going to like... Like, would that be the big ending to the button is that, say, Batman remembers everything? Like, would he get his memories back kind of thing? I have a question with with Barry. Uh Obviously, he got a bunch of memories back when when Wally came out of the Speed Force. Right. Does he remember Flashpoint? That is a good question that has been fuzzy ever since Flashpoint happened. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I was kind of fine with it in the New 52 because I was like, okay, he forgot and, you know, whatever. But with him getting a bunch of memories back about Wally is where I'm, now why I'm questioning it. I, I don't think he he does entirely, mainly because when Wally came back and it, remember he said to Batman and then Rebirth, he's like, talk to Barry about the letter that he brought back, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't seem like they are completely. It, it almost felt like. When they, they looked at the letter again, and when like him and Barry were together, and they're looking at the button, it almost kind of felt like a, a dream they'd forgotten about, kind of thing. As I was getting this yeah. weird vibe to it, mm-hmm. where it was like, yeah, okay, yeah, that that kind of did happen, but it's like it faded, almost like kind of like in the Flash TV show where they were saying that oh, you you forget the other reality once you've been living in the the new one yeah. for long enough, for too long. Yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna get getting that impression, and but I just I wonder if I'm just thinking that once you know about pre Flashpoint. That's when all the memories come back. So it's not Flashpoint itself; mm. it's that there was a time before this crazy time. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. So mm. you well, know, that, so that's why I'm speculating. Like, is the big ending to that is that someone, probably Batman, just because it fits Batman's character, that he would be the one who ends up remembering stuff. Puts it together because yeah. Barry gives him that info. Being the Speed Force guy, you know, and, and, it, and 
Also, with Batman, I can see it being like the ultimate motivator for him. Like, if he remembers everything that was taken, and that because you remember how pissed off he got in like Identity Crisis and Crisis of Conscience when he found out they erased some of his memories, and that was just a little bit just to cover (laughs) up some incidents. Like, imagine he finds out some big blue bastard with a giant blue cock decided to erase like a big portion of his entire life. I think, uh, to get back to the point of where it's going to end up at the end of this, I can see a similar thing to, I think, is it is it Titans, where they got the, the Manhattan? Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. it'll be bigger than that, though. I, I feel like you know, I feel like it'll be well, a very similar level of information where they'll be thinking of Manhattan, and they'll know that's the threat, but again, the same thing where they won't know what that is yet. I think Manhattan's a double entendre I'm gonna, on top of it. I'm going to... Because isn't that where the space squid attacked at the end of Watchmen? It was in New York. Oh, I can't remember. I haven't read yeah. it in a long while. Yeah. So I, I definitely think that... I think by the end of this, knowing that John's is is plotting it and the other guys, it's Williamson and King doing the... Script. You know, the heavy lifting, if yeah. you will. Yeah. That we're going to be at a place where it's not exactly act two, but definitely an act break of where think- this goes next. In the two-year story. I think it'll be more than the Titans thing. I think it'll yeah. be a bigger deal than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't think... time, and it wouldn't surprise me if one of the Watchmen characters kind of just shows up. Because you have this whole button. Let's see it. it is the comedians. So if it's comedian or Rorschach, that's just uh, me wanting to see Rorschach yeah. and Batman interact with each other. That's maybe bigger than I'm thinking. I'm just I'm thinking either someone remembers the life pre-Flashpoint and that's like a new motivator yeah. going into the next phase of this whole Rebirth story, or I think they will at least understand that someone named Manhattan did this. They won't know what it looks like, they won't know how to fight him yet or anything like that, but I yeah. think we'll, we'll take a step in one of those directions. I don't it's, know which one, but something big to end it says, right, we've, we've hit another milestone in this story. See, the fact that we're getting so much mileage out of something that might happen makes me love Rebirth even yeah. this much more. Because this is why I love DC, and it's the legacy and the connections. I mean, we were just talking about Superman Reborn, and that's led to the button, yeah, Batman spun and out. Flash, and, Which is and actually, we were talking about Manhunter and how he and, might play in. And, I and, just, and you, you talk about legacy, and I'm thinking of something very specific in Captain Atom. And I love... What I love though is we're we're hitting this stride now where we've got we've got Superman Reborn, which then is going to go into the button, oh. which is then the Judas uh, oh. or the Lazarus contract, whatever it's called, the new the new right. one. Uh, like they've they've lined up all these these monthly crossovers that all feel kind of important. I mean, the the Teen Titans Deathstroke one feels maybe more specific to the characters rather than a rebirth thing, but yeah, but you're dealing with Wally and, and Deathstroke ending up with Speed Force powers. Like that could change. You know, it could could have bigger ramifications than we realize. It, it could, yeah, yeah, it could. But at least at face value, it feels like more of a. No, that's just a fun event for like kind of like Monster Men, yeah. where it's just a story for those characters, yeah. and it's and that's that's, that's more than okay. Oh, it is, it is. But it feels like we've got these milestone things each month now that it there's always hey. something to look forward to. And so remember on. when this all started, and and people were pissed off because uh, it was a two year story plan. Yeah. What knobs. I love the long game. Johns, you keep playing the long game, you magnificent bastard. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, I think we, we were all in agreement the whole time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that's, again, that's what made me love Johns when I started reading comics were the, the teaser pages of, you're not getting this right now, but like, Black I, I know Night where is this coming. is going. Yeah. That, yeah. That's what it is. It tells you that they have a plan. Even if we don't see it for a long time, it's like, exactly. I know where this is going. This this yeah. is a plan. And to swing Making this all back around. go 
can work for Indiana Jones, but when you're writing comics, you want to have a plan. Yeah. So to bring this you know? all back around to Superman Reborn, this genuinely feels like a, a thing that's been building to us since both Superman and Action Comics started. And because it focuses yep. on John and Fate Clark, it feels like both books have been completely building to it together. Yeah. And, the, and if you're reading both, you get the, yeah. you know the full story and that's awesome because john's been mainly a super- obviously he's popped up in action but he's mainly been a superman yeah. thing we've really learned to care about him and in action has been a lot of the fake clark stuff and that that but, kind of side but that's when they started to cross over is when clark disappears in action because he's saving luther and fake clark sees john mm. you know so the fact that he showed up in action has ramifications that's showing up in superman John, I, I actually like that it's taken so long, well, you know, 18 issues to get to this crossover. Yeah. It feels like for a long time, Superman books have just been on crossover after crossover. So yeah. having this break that let them breathe and build and have huh. core characters to equal yeah. to themselves has really helped this have weight, even beyond just what it is. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, this is what I'll say with crossovers, crossovers time and time again is, Less is more. It feels more special when we're not doing it constantly. And as much as I said, yeah, we've got milestone crossovers each month. They're, they're different sets of people. They're different sets of books. They're not. Yeah, it's yeah. it's not. Green Lanterns was the uh, a big, big problem All with this the time. for the new fifty two. So that's originally why I dropped because I didn't feel like it, it was just over. crossover after crossover after crossover. Yeah. It was there was never any break for more than like three oh. issues. Yeah, uh, whereas obviously yeah, Superman crossover, but then Superman goes back to its own two books and it's fine, and then we get a Batman Flash crossover, and then that goes back to its books and it's fine. Yeah. So I was actually kind of disappointed Supergirl wasn't being tied in, but it, I know it didn't make sense to. But I was like, oh, well, it's a, it's as in the aftermath, concept. the aftermath of this yeah. has been spread through all the super books, so at least there is connecting in that sense. And now, and then we have a Supergirl, Batgirl one on the horizon. In fact, like, Supergirl next month is the first time that this Clark and Supergirl meet. Uh, so look forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> look at that little noise. I know. I uh, just I love Superman so much, and it's so great to be excited about it. I know. I agree. You know? I agree. I am. So, I am loving Superman stuff right now. So it's a very good time to be a Superman fan. All right. Well. Uh, it's a good job this was week one because we went nearly 30 minutes on that <laughs> that single book yeah. alone but there you go uh all right oh god next week it's extra sized yeah. Yeah. why uh, yeah. action's an extra uh, bigger issue next week matt yeah nine seven five hey you're fine with that because it's actually no, i just mean oh. even more discussion yeah. Ah, that's fine we're on a tangent this week that we don't have to go on next week because we'll, next no. week it says at the end answers and Jurgen's also tweeted out uh, and yeah. next week answers like they're, they're really pumping up the next the fact that next week's issue 975 which they're making a bigger issue because quarter of a hundred's important as well now apparently uh, and we're getting a bigger but uh, that's cool because well, and, and we're 25 issues from a thousand that is true no other comic books gotten that far like, yeah. Detective's close, but not as close. Oh, so. yeah, obviously. Uh, and what I like about that as well is it means that this is... It's not quite a double issue. It's, it's more like... I think it's instead of... They usually solicit as 32 pages, and then this is solicited at 48. Uh, so it's... Oh, 48. Yeah. Yeah. But what I like about that is it means it almost makes this a five-issue event rather than a, just a four-issue yeah. one. So yeah. that's cool. Uh, but it makes sense that's the big one where we might get the answer of who is fake Clark and so on. So that is Superman 18, which we have been on for a while about. Uh, really good. That'll take us on to Batman number 18, Tom King writing and David Finch on art. This is the third part of the I Am Bane storyline that is ongoing and has had us on a roller coaster of opinions since it started that have mixed between us as well. Uh, yeah. So we're all over the place on this in terms of thoughts and feelings. Um, 
but I'm going to I'm going to start with Matt here because Matt's uh-huh. made a statement this week that I think will be the most interesting way to start this conversation. Matt, uh-huh. you like this issue of Batman? Do 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 explain. Yeah. yeah. So this is the first one that I really really could get behind because instead of just telling us that Bane's Batman's equal, they showed us how similar they actually are, and so that background. I mean, even though I knew, kind of, they were similar, the fact that they are so similarly driven, just each of them have their own unique End you know, goal. things that they bring to the table. Yeah, whereas Batman wants to stop out crime, Bane wants to take it over. And it just it goes to the control issues of Bane, like with the whole with the Venom. And it just I really liked how the issue was presented. And the fight scene felt really brutal. It, like, the fight scene looked great. I, I think Fish yeah, draws you a don't good Bane. See, yeah, he draws a good Bane that is super, like, over-the-top, muscly, but it makes it's sense because of the Venom. Oh, yeah. yeah, and it's it's not like, you know, sometimes when you see um, Hulk drawn and he's just real huge over-the-top, you know, like, like when Ed McGuinness draws him, you know, it's kind of... But here with this Bane, it felt, I like to say comic book real, to where, yeah, he's not big and huge, but he's big. Like, you believe him taking out a wall. I think it's right? because he's he's jacked all over. He's proportionately yeah. jacked, though. Yeah. Like, he doesn't feel exactly. like, oh, any bit is, is like, oh, there's big muscles there, but he's got, He's you not know. top heavy, you know? Yes. Yeah. I... yeah, just the fight was so brutal with him and Batman and him throwing Batman around, like, Kind of felt like Dark Knight Rises a little bit. Yeah, that a little bit Bane, of that. Bane was huge. You think so, darkness is your ally? You merely yeah. adopted the dark. Okay. I was born in it, molded by it. I'll stop that now. Uh, but yeah, it kind of felt like that. It had. I actually quite liked a lot of Bane's dialogue in that that fight as well. I liked uh-huh. his like, like stop trying to fight me like I'm one of your goddamn rogues. I'm not the penguin. I'm not the cat. I'm not the stupid Joker. And he's like beating the crap out of him as he's saying this. Well, and I love how he tells him, "I'm not a fairy tale. I'm not a carnival sideshow." And then it all builds up to I am Bane. And sitting there reading that, I was like, wow, this is the most invested I've been in a Batman comic. Like, main well, title. Not, actually, not, I think not, the one thing that I've consistently liked through this whole arc is I'm, I love the build to Bane in the sense that, you know, the last issue I had him on the roof and he likes to flare. And, like, the build as Bane is this menacing foe that can actually take on Batman. Is He's a boogeyman. Yeah. Like, mm. that's what you want. Yeah. A real boogeyman. And. Yeah. I think the fight in this was great, and uh, he, he wins the fight. He beats him up. Obviously, Catwoman uh, de- deals with the henchmen, and but what, one yeah. of my favorite things, one of my favorite pages in this book. Before we get to all the flashbacks that I'm sure we're going to talk about, mm-hmm. is towards the end when Bane's going towards Arkham Asylum for Psycho mm-hmm. Pirate, and there's that great page where the lightning strikes, and you see Batman like as the lightning strikes, you see Batman at the door, but then it goes away again. And then it, the strikes again, and he's gone. And as Bane's walking towards it, and it's just like, again, the build of, right, okay, Batman get now beat. Now it's flipped. But he's, he's not down. He's not down. Yeah. But he got beat. But Bane's going towards to get Psycho Power, and Batman has to be there to stop him. And it's just, the build is, it is to, well, it's just like. I hope. There you go. No, I hope the next issue is the reverse of the second issue, where you have a build up to Batman. Like, mm. he's in the shadows in Arkham, and Bane's there and not really knowing. Because that's kind of... Bane's weakness is his pride, you know? He's going to think that he's better than all of this. 
and that's eventually. I mean, that's what brought him down in the I Am Suicide story arc. Yeah, because if they, if they tackle that, like, all right, so Batman's going defensive. He realizes, okay, on a straight-on fight, maybe he's not the best way to tackle Bane, and he, yep. he does stick to the shadows, and he he acts like a predator in the dark. If that, that's how yep. they tackle the next issue, that would be interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. But the no, that that page of the the lightning striking was great the the, the yep. build the actual fight and then of course as this, all this is going on we have these dual flashbacks of their sort of life stories one page is bruce one page is bane and it mirrors and i, I like that they use some key moments that we recognize like you know the bruce kicking the tree from year one very very mm. iconic yep. thing you remember from that book and it's like bane in his cell with the water rising and it's just the the, yep. the duality of the whole thing and uh no it was a great issue i liked it I liked it a lot. yeah and I, it almost the whole mother dynamic too is almost King going, "Hey, Batman or Superman, this is how you handle mother issues." <laughs> like, I would agree with I, that I, to a point. I bought it because I bought that they're both driven kind of by the deaths of of their caretaker. And whereas Bane had a prison raise him, Bruce had Alfred. You know, he had a caring person, and it wasn't kill or be killed. He, you know, and they still ended up in the same place. And so I, I, I get that. I think the moments that there was one, the one moment that went too far for me with the mother was <laughs> Batman. He, he seemed to be in. Uh, no, that that was amusing. It was right at yeah. the end of it almost. Uh, it seemed to be. I think it was maybe his rebirth outfit because he had the yellow outline around the yeah. bat, and he's like, "Oh, you see, mother, one step, then another." Like, like it, was, it was obviously the callback to the tightrope when he's training. It's like, "Oh, this is it now. I'm right. ready." But it, it kind of felt like this recent, like in the rebirth outfit, really. Yeah, like I, I haven't been getting that feeling from Batman in the last you know eight months, so it kind yeah. of felt a, a little weird. What, that was like the the point that went too far yeah. for me. Yeah, I get that. Uh, but I, I get because then you have the parallel, you have the mirror with Bane. I, I think yeah, I, I think so the whole talking to his mother thing though it. Obviously, it's tying back into you again. You won a little bit with the yes, father. I shall become a bat. It's, it's kind of tying yeah. to that. But for for me, I almost don't take the talking to the mother literal. In a, in a weird way, like I I don't know, like I get that it's more like a thought process thing than it is actual straight dialogue. But if I, it was showing that as in in a in a narration or a thought box, I'd get that. But as as a dialogue box, that then I'm taking it how they're presenting it in that sense. Okay, sure, I I get that, but I I also don't think it's like if there is small moments where he talks to his dead mother, like do you really want us to have been seeing that constantly? No, I just I. I didn't feel like that was his mindset at all recently is all like, I get it when all, all this stuff when he was younger and when he was training yeah. it oh, makes ha- sense have they given him the the zero year outfit with the purple gloves oh, yeah I, 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 I feel like I bought it a lot more that that way yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Uh, I actually really like the panel above that where he's talking to the Bat family especially since I don't think we've seen all those Bat family characters together in any books yet because it's, it's obviously no. it's got the the ones you'd expect, but Batwoman's there, Batgirl's there. Batgirl's not been with the rest of the family too much uh, since Rebirth mm-hmm. started. Uh, but that, he's talking about your strength, and then the, the panel that's up on the opposite side is uh, Bane getting Venom jacked into him. That's his strength. Yeah. I, I'm assuming that's yeah. a clue as to how this is going to end. His fa- like The family will be what saves him. Well, Superman's got to wake him up out of their stasis chamber first. <laughs> I'm sure he can manage it. Very true. <sighs> uh, Joe, I, I just feel like the, the way it mirrors that there the, the key to stopping bane usually is take away his venom right yeah right but you have to i think he's gonna have to just take away his his will if you will mm. like yeah 
but, but the way he says, it, it like even says, "You are my true strength." Is what he says to the family. I feel like the family is going to come yeah. in and be a, a big. Which well, I'm cool. Don't forget, Alfred, Alfred and Gotham Girl are in Arkham. Yeah, with the pirate. Yeah. And Alfred's his biggest, you know, champion. Yeah. And the hey, I, I would love nothing more for the family to all show up and kind of help of win course. this fight. Uh, that would plenty of I would love I would love for Alfred just to kick being in the lunchbox and <laughs> boom you know yeah I also like um, obviously we were talking about the last couple of issues about uh, the, the bodies in the cave and yeah. like, so Bane kind of knows that Bruce is it and he, he mm-hmm. does seem to because he, he says oh I'm not the not some rich boy playing dress up he's like he yeah. kind of tells us that he does know that he's Bruce yeah I think that confirms that that line beyond the shadow yeah. of a doubt says he knows what's going on here but I, I don't yeah. think I don't think he cares. Like and I, no, because again, he's not the Joker. He's not Penguin. Yeah. He's not Two Face. It's not personal with Bane. Bane just wants to conquer crime it, and be the head. It's, I think you know. It also, it also ties into Bane being smart. Like he's always been a smart guy, yeah. and it makes sense yeah. that he would figure it out. And again, comparing the fight to Dark Knight Rises a little bit, it also feels that Dark Knight Rises, where in that movie, Bane actually does just know who he is. It, yeah, yeah. It's never and a question. He I feel built like his stuff under the Batcave, right? Like, what I like in this is, right? I feel Bane does respect Bruce's will. Like, like mm. you say, this is a battle of willpower, and even if he is just some rich boy, as as Bane puts it he kind of still has some respect that he's still out there doing this. Mm-hmm. I want to point out a, a subtle little thing in the, the layouts here that I quite like. Do you know all the pages with the flashbacks uh, mm-hmm. going down each yeah. side? You'll notice that there is an inequality to them and in that Bruce's panels are all overlapping Bane's panels. Yeah. It's a subtle little thing. Just a subtle mm-hmm. little thing that he's... As much as we think as, as Batman being in the shadows and all that, he was the rich boy up in the light and living a normal life and Bane was always in the dark down below I think it's just a subtle little touch that just just emulates that a little bit yeah you said he was born in the darkness yeah even, even the colouring uh, in the two yeah, panels yeah I was just going to say I yeah. love the colouring shifts where, where Bruce typically is like the it's very muted but normal colours and, and Bane's always has this yellowish tint even when he's out of the prison and it's yeah. not just that lighting it's it's there all, yeah. all times it, 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 it's just a subtle little touch to show that Bane's part of the underworld Whereas Batman, mm. as much as we think of Batman as being in the shadows and all that, he is part of the world. He's up in the, the light in that sense. And yeah. Bane's the seedy underbelly of society and whatever else you yeah. want to call it. Uh, yeah. It's a solid touch. I like it. Yeah, this this might actually be Finch's best work yet. Yep, I agree. Uh, I, I think hmm. it's hard to fault almost any of it. His his layouts, like you say, the fight feels amazing. His His Bane is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I can't think of the last time I was as impressed with, with Finch as I, as I was in this. I almost feel bad that I'm kind of like, oh yeah, no, it's great. Probably Finch's best work. Admittedly, I probably would have liked it more if Jan uh, was drawing it, but... Well, yeah. I can't hold that against them. As yeah, far as his that's, work that's goes... That's unfair, isn't it? Yeah, it's just... Uh, I don't like you because you're not Janin. Well, it, it, <laughs> like, it's yeah. just the problem with having like him paired up with another artist who I think is just breathtaking most of the time. Yeah. Whereas Finch is kind of. I do think I, I enjoy jacked up Finch's Bane more than naked Throne of Skulls Janin. Oh Bane. sure, sure. But, but that's just a personal thing. I think. We never got to see <laughs> Janin draw Bane in outfit though, so who knows? With no, what I'm that sure it'll look great though. Oh, probably. I imagine so. Uh, but obviously, we end with Bane basically beating down the door into Arkham. He's coming for the pirate, mm-hmm. and 
I am excited. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think I think obviously the the one big issue that we all kind of agreed on after the last book is we said uh, we kind of wished that the Robins weren't all beaten so easily. It felt kind of weird that that happened off yep. off screen, as it were. Uh, but I, I think given that it's upswung quite a bit in this issue, I feel like as a trade, this will read a lot more better. Yeah, and I like that they have Catwoman there at the end. Because like, like, we were talking about last week, last issue how she kind of went down a bit easily as well. Yeah, but it was all part of the plan. Seemingly. Seemingly, because Batman prepares. Oh, Matt. There you go, Brainiac. But anyway, that's, uh, that's Batman. So Bottle City here. Yeah, that'll take us on to Nightwing issue 16 Tim Seeley writing and we have Xavier Fernandez back on the art he obviously did the first arc as well so he's back so he seems to be alternating with Marcus Toe and this uh, was a wonderful issue that called back to the time of uh, Dick and Damien when Dick was Batman and everything right. with Damien and his relationship in this issue was glorious Comic books yeah. are not supposed to get me this emotional. I don't I know, like it. I know. We're not, we're two, not... two Nightwings in a row. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, because even with just Damien and Dick, like, I love that pairing. Hmm. It so is, the fact it that is we the get them back in, it is so brotherly because Damien, even though he acts like such a you know, well, jerk. I love that it starts. Dick in, has his number. Yeah, it starts you know? in Titans Tower with Damien getting pissed that people on message boards are saying, "Oh no, Nightwing is the true next Batman. He'll be Batman." Is not got that little run. Like first Robin, best Robin, all that, all these hashtags. Yeah. Uh, to the point where even Beast Boy mentions the hashtag. Actually, I think when he when he's asking the rest well, of them about it's very Beast Boy. I love, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah, you know Beast Boy knows it's bothering him, yeah. so he's going to. I, I actually like. I loved the Titans, and there's all of them. Like the characterization was nailed. So you have Beast Boy just, you know, throwing out the hashtags, just prodding at him because you know what he's okay. like. And you have Raven just going, yeah, whatever they said. I'm just going to be over here. I'm just going to be an emo over here in my emo corner. Yep. Don't bother me. Yeah. She's like, yep, whatever they say, I don't care. And yeah. Starfire also going, yeah, he was really cool. Like I get it. Also yeah. driving, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so all, all that crazy. stuff's great. Uh, Damien with Dick's great. The fact that he stole their old Batmobile that they had when they were a team, great. Such. Uh, it, Damien's a bit sentimental at heart, isn't he? He is. He, really he, is. Is. he puts on this front, and deep down he is a jerk, just because that's yeah. what happens when you're raised by assassins. But yeah, like I just love the him driving again. A callback to Super Sons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been driving since I was six. And honestly, obviously feeds into the main plot so they they when they go back he realizes he's had a call from sean and we've seen at the end of the last issue sean is taken by someone someone was in the in the oh. apartment and yep. they come back and she's not there and obviously we kind of guess where it's going but you know the the, the pregnancy test we kind of get because there's a phone call like that's what they were talking about oh. yeah. but my favorite damien moment in this entire issue might be when he notices the pregnancy test and says mm-hmm. uh gracing you fool yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so yep. good. I love the idea of thirteen-year-old Damien being like, "You Phil, you knocked up some broad, you idiot." I'm you should stupid. know better. <laughs> like, coming from a thirteen-year-old who hasn't even started really thinking about that yet, you know. Oh, it's so good. Oh uh, yeah, it is. It's it's really really good. Obviously, the the threat of what's happening to Sean, the pregnancy. I don't want to point out. I actually seen someone pointed out online. Uh, one of the panels from last the last issue. That may be a foreshadowing thing. 
there's a panel in the last issue of Nightwing where uh, it was going through all their different relationship beats and stuff. Yeah. One of them was them sitting on the couch watching a movie and like uh-huh. Dick's on the phone and she's eating popcorn. But the, 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 the dialogue you see like in a in a TV bubble for the, for the movie they're watching uh-huh. says, I knew you weren't the real father. Uh, and I'm wondering... Uh, it's, it's, like, I don't want to put the thought that Sean has been unfaithful to Dick in your head, right. Matt. But I'm wondering if that was an intentional little t- t- tease. Don't do that to uh, my boy. Don't don't worry, my boy. Like, don't do it. Or you are not the real father. I. Cause I'm that, not, I'm not that was a. I'm kind of hoping. To, I think. I'm kind of hoping it's true, though. I'm I'm kind of hoping it's a reverse swerve where this other Nightwing will will, yeah. will say to him, "Hey, it's mine." You mean Deathwing? Yeah, yeah. I blank <laughs> oh, for a no. second. Yeah. I'm hoping no, he's I... like, hey, it's mine. And then at the end, Dick's like, and I knew you weren't the real father. To him. You know, the one thing I liked about Arsenal is when him and Cheshire had Leon, mm. you know, and I just love the idea of superhero dad. Like, I'd love it. I'd love having, no, we're having to, you know, take the responsibility and I think that'd be yeah. a really interesting direction to take it. However, exactly. this would lock him away from Babs forever. So no, that's not not do that. not, I don't not really though, because yeah, you can you can have a baby and have a good relationship with and, the baby's and, mom. And you're also assuming that Sean's still alive. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. In, in that scenario. That's a good point. That's a good point. She could be stabbed uh, right in the right in the ovaries. So this could be during childbirth. You just don't know. If this happens, this could be worse than the red wedding. I don't. For, for some me. reason, I, I, I agree. For some, I don't know. Maybe people disagree with me, but I think what Cora just said was darker than I, I said she was stabbed it, it was, in the ovaries. And I, I, I was just giving it like the reason I suggest that is that that. There's a thing in superhero comics where you, especially when you have a story like this, where you want to play up the human element, where mm. it's something that he can't prevent. There's nothing he can do, so it's it's more painful for him that it's this because he couldn't do anything. Yeah. Okay, yeah. There's that panel of him falling to his knees when he finds it. Mm. Just, yeah. Ugh. I don't know. I don't know where that where, where he's going with this. What what Celie's got planned for the resolution of this uh, pregnancy. Which, but, and it could just be a scare. She may not actually be pregnant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the fact that he's so. thinking about it and and just like when he talks about this isn't me and Starfire messing around when, you know, I'm I'm yeah, th- about a, the same age that Bruce took me in at. Like, yeah, you know, and it might just be my own personal age reading into some of the stuff, you know, because by the time my parents were my age, they had two kids. So, you know, I think it's this confliction I, going on. In fact, I think the age I turned this year is the age my mother was when she had me, which yeah. is weird. I'm trying to work it out. Oh my god, Connor, your math is Well, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to think of years and dates and <laughs> Look at him carry the one. Jesus. Just subtract your age from your parents' age. I know, but <laughs> that hard. It, it took me a minute just to think how old am I <laughs> you gotta stop watching Arrow man it's killing brain cells it's <sighs> all that boozy drinks while he's watching it, it that's what I mean mm. like it's not Arrow itself it's what he's doing to himself while watching oh, it, it's too much math so I'm not gonna work it out now uh, anyways but okay. yeah so just reading into that and you see his relationship with his younger brothers you know like he is a nurturing type you know yeah. he's not Bruce that's kind of cold and shut off Is He's the opposite well, of that. So just even in 
in this, he had that with with Damien. Like he had to nurture him and to bring him to kind mm-hmm. of somewhat normalcy. Or, yeah, if anything, Dick's, yeah, yeah, Dick's the one that's been the most uh, influential on Damien becoming more, less of a dick, and uh, yeah. no pun intended. Uh, yeah. So, uh, the dark jokes I said, we're making some dark jokes there about uh, Sean's untimely demise. I feel like it will just be a scare. I mean, she might die anyway. I can see Deathwing. I mean, that's how you make Deathwing a proper villain, is you have him kill Sean, even if that is technically fridging, which we, we don't necessarily want, but. Like, I could see it going that yeah. way. I could see it being... I, I kind of hope they don't, because that feels like it'll be just too easy as a way to, I, to make us hate him. It's... I want them to make uh, it him hope, up on his own. I hope right? it's a swerve. Yeah, the, it's not Deathwing. Deathwing doesn't have anything to do with Sean missing. Like, oh, you, you think? know, it's someone else. I don't know. Maybe someone from the group. Maybe, I don't know, an ex that's, you know, unstable. Because she did run in rough crowds before. Yeah. You know? So... I just felt like at the end with Deathwing taking out those those horse thieves, the four horsemen, which that was another great scene where Nightwing's talking trash to them. Like, how do mm. you come up with being the four horsemen? Who gets to be famine? <laughs> you know? And, and then you see Deathwing show up and straight up murder those guys. So what I, what I do love about it is if if he did take Sean, it's judging by his little bit of dialogue there, it's he thinks he's helping. In a weird yeah. way, he's he's making Dick stronger, because like he says a, a a broken Nightwing needs Deathwing. Like like he he he's yeah. trying to fix him, make him stronger. Hmm. Like like Sean is just a a weakness. Yep. Yeah yeah very very zoom. Uh, it is very zoom. Uh, I, I think I mean I, I don't want to reiterate. I actually do think the the issue is really strong, and the emotional impact on Nightwing is very good. I mean, all joking aside yep. about taking away from Babs, which is a concern. Don't get me wrong, it's a concern. No, it is. But, but yeah. It, the actual impact on him and him struggling with that decision and uh, Damien's reaction to it and the fact that Damien like shows up to help even you know he's, he's a dick because it's what Damien does but yeah but his family he sees that it's affecting him and he easily ready we're going to go and find it we're going to go deal with us and we have Damien now for this arc yay yeah so excited for this arc and, well I'm excited and I'm terrified <laughs> which is good writing if you, if you feel that way it is yeah it is it good is. writing. And it's completely different than what he was doing with him in, in uh, Grayson. Yeah. So, which was a much more fun what's going to happen versus this. So, Seeley's pretty versatile when it comes to this character. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, that is Nightwing. That'll take us on to Green Arrow, issue 18. Benjamin Percy writing. Oh, we've got a new artist on this one. Uh, Eleonora Carlini. That's the cool. artist. Cool. Uh, that was pretty good, uh, despite the fact that it's a name that's not popped up before on the book. I didn't yeah. think it stood out. I don't, as think, it was, I don't think it was quite as strong as, as most of the others. Some others. Oh, sure, uh, but it didn't feel like a million miles away from it either. Like, it felt like it was still in the tone of, say, a little bit of burn, a little bit of... Yeah, there was just a, a few panels here and there where it would be, I'd like, eh, it looks a bit off. Oh, every, sure. Every so often, they, and that would take me out, which, compared to some of the other artists on Green Arrow, where I never have that. Oh sure, just, I, I just meant though, like it wasn't like a jarring style where you opened the the book and it was like, oh well, oh. this is completely different. It felt completely in check. Well, it yeah, seemed, it felt in check with the rest of it. Yeah, it seemed to match Arsenal's style. You know what I mean? Like where it needed to be grungy and dirty, it felt grungy and dirty. But when it needed to feel clean, you know, yeah. as he yeah, just no, out, see what you mean. It was there, and I liked that a lot. Uh, so it came in handy on the story. 
so this issue was Roy coming back to Seattle because the Indian Preserve is there. Some companies wanting to drill through it and a- do again, stuff. Percy taking real world matters yeah. and adapting them to the DCU. So he, he's coming back to deal with that. He wants to help with that, and he has a run in with a cop and all the rest of it. Meanwhile, we get flashbacks to how he met Oliver, like the original, like this new version of their past, uh, mm-hmm. where he, he pickpockets Oliver at a mall, and Roy is basically. Basically living out Dawn of the Dead and living in a mall at night and just taking yeah. him what he wants. And Oliver comes back for him and uh, takes him in, helps train him and so on. They have Do you know what's crazy? Mm. I don't think we had this this story told in all of the New 52. No. Because like, a, a, a lot of this stuff is you know just retelling New 52 origins but making them more in line with the originals and you know like, redoing it. Yeah. Whereas this... They don't even have to scrap a new 52 one. It's just like, nah, we never no, got around to that. They'd hinted that they had a falling out in Green Arrow. They'd hinted and, that, but we never... We nothing. barely even saw them together. And we still don't no, know what the falling out was, really, do no. we? We'll, we'll get to it, I'm sure. No, oh, yeah, I'm sure it'll come like up now. part of this arc. Yeah. yeah. But, but, yeah. And I know a little bit about Arsenal's, like, traditional backstory. And so the fact that they're going back to that well, which they had scrapped... Him being adopted by a Native American family and being raised there. And that's why he was able to shoot the arrows. It was kind of, you know, just Silver Age goofy. Yeah. But here, the way that they're addressing it and him coming back home and being told that he's not welcome there. Yeah. yeah. Just, but being stubborn and beats. try to help yeah. as well. Then Oliver shows up on yeah. a horse and they, they have a. Yeah, that was cool. I'm not going to lie. Cold. I love so that he's just cool. got a horse since we yeah. last saw him. Well, it's yeah. the whole Robin Hood uh, kind I know, of I know. imagery and that. Uh, but no, so that, that was that was kind of the issue, and it was also a building up to them meeting again at the end, and that that was kind of it. We get they got the backstory throughout, and we get we get the sense that Roy was actually the the sort of the the inst or not the inspiration the the person who came up with the idea for the trick arrows. The all because yeah. you see Oliver complaining about all the weird types of arrows he's, he's given this them. one? That's a glue arrow. You don't want to use that one right now. Yeah. Like, he's uh, like, just I, give me a regular arrow. I, I really like this actually because I feel mm-hmm. like Oliver's very much a traditionalist. He's like, I got bow and arrow. That's all I needed. Whereas Roy, he's he's on the streets. He's very scrappy, and it's like, hey, I've, I've got to make do with what I got. I, you know, resourceful. So well, why not I, throw these things together and, and make this better? And Oliver doesn't strike me as the type to make an actual boxing glove arrow. That's all Roy. You know? Mm. Like, why be, am I going to want to fire this? It'll be cool. it's hilarious. It'll be That's cool if why. this characterization of Roy uh, dips back into Titans a little bit and we see him yeah. using weirder arrows. Because if Ollie's not, and that's fine, if, if we're going to set up the idea that Ollie's not really fond of them, he likes to just, you know, straight shooter, uh, as it were. I get the impression that Ollie kind of, they grew on him over time. Mm. Yeah. I, I, certain ones. Yeah, what you I can know. kind of see happening is he'll really start to come with them and then for this arc, and then up to the point where the incident happens and they have the fallout, yeah, yeah. and he'll kind of put the trick arrows aside with it as like a symbolic I, thing. Yeah, I feel like since we've been reading Green Arrow, he's only really used normal arrows and maybe explosive ones, because the explosive ones are yeah. kind of obvious. They have an obvious purpose. Right, which is why I think at the end of this arc, where him and Roy, let's just assume they make up at the end of this arc and they're on mm-hmm. good terms again, I think that's when he when Ollie brings the trick arrows back out. Yeah, maybe. And it's like, okay, this well, was what you gave to me. This is your legacy, essentially. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, a fire extinguisher arrow will be pretty good taking on the ninth circle. I'm just saying. <laughs> this is like, not a bad idea. You know? Yeah. And Broderick. Yeah. And I remembered it this time. 
Ah, Broderick, yeah. Took, uh, took a while, but, but we got yeah, I really, I really like the story uh, and seeing them living in Seattle and his, his whole bunker. It had shades of the show, like the parts of the show that I liked before I stopped watching. So, you know, it, it didn't feel over the top. It's just, it's a little weird after the last issue. Yeah, it feels like like what happened to after Diggle betrayed you all over yeah. and walked out into the water with uh, Merlin. Yeah. What's happening yeah. after that? That was uh, my only real complaint there. That's fair. I'm sure they'll bring that so. up. Maybe they'll, they'll wrap up this yeah. arc and we'll see. Or maybe when they deal with this reservation thing and Roy goes back with Ollie for whatever reason and that's when we pick up some of those threads or whatever. That said, I do like the idea that Oliver dropped everything like that personal stuff that was going on yeah. with Diggle and that he's dropped it to come and help this other cause because that's yeah. who he it, is. It just feels well, weird that there's no fallout it. from it because like you think you'd, you almost expect that the next issue after the last one would have a scene where uh, Canary, Oliver, every you know everyone involved, oh. Emmy would all be at a meeting going, "What the hell just happened?" <laughs> like, and yeah. you feel like you'd have and the reactions. Going, I, I need some time to myself. Yeah, you know, or whatever. Something. Yeah, it lines. feels like maybe we, even if we just had one scene of that, hmm. where he went, "Look, I I need to clear my head. I'm gonna go off and do this." Yeah, yeah, yeah just one page. They them all stand around. He sees something yep. on the news. Like, right, I'm, I need to clear my head, and he goes off to deal with it, and that's it. Yeah. Well, and it, and it makes sense to him showing up at a protest in his home state. You know, that that a corporation taking advantage of smaller people. Yeah. It's something that Green Arrow would be at, especially right now with Percy writing. So that that's again my only complaint, you know. But the art and the story work really well on this issue. That'll take us on to Green Lanterns issue eighteen. Sam Humphrey's writing and Robson Roca on art. Now Robson Roca has obviously been doing issues of this mm-hmm. here or there. Like I can't tell you which one specifically, but I do yeah. think this is the best looking issue that Robson Roca has done since I, he's been doing art. In this. I think it has a lot to do with the inks and colours. Well, yeah, obviously I was going to get to that. Yeah, I was going to say, the colours are really helped in this one. Because, yeah. obviously he's done other issues, but I think this one is a lot more moody, partly, and do you know what I love about it? And I, I really wish they would maybe adopt this and do this every so often, depending on the arc. Yeah. Muted greens. Mute that son of a bitch. I want to see yeah. a Green Lantern Doesn't comic book. Be... Look, yeah, it just looks different from every other Green Lantern comic that we've seen for yeah. the last ten goddamn years, and I like that. Yeah. I like, I like that, that. even his his narration boxes. Yeah, they're still green, but they're this dark, dull green. It's not yeah. bright Mold. in your face. Yeah, yeah. It's okay to not. You don't be need bright. lime green when it comes to Volthoom. Yeah, because uh, my favorite panel actually is when because obviously this issue is Volthoom basically telling his history to Necron. Necron, presumably set before uh, the events that we've had him in in this book. Yeah, he, he was he was with Necron. Necron was about to kill him, and he he, he recounts his his history. To Necron and we, he's like, oh, he was on this other Earth, and the, the planet was dying. Him and his mother built this lantern that can t- transport him through time and space and dimensions. The traveling lantern. Traveling lantern. That was the that was the the phrase. Yeah. And he, he he goes around. He helps some people. He tries to learn different things, and he eventually runs into the Guardians, and they take it. Ends up corrupting their and they, they betray him, and he turns him in, and he gets imprisoned, and that's what leads to the whole first Lantern arc and all the Green Lantern. One of my favourite panels in this entire book is when they've created the first seven Green Lanterns and there's a panel of all the seven Green Lanterns like staring them down and they're in the dark and yeah. you can just see their glowing green eyes and their, their emblems in their chest. Yeah, and, and, the, and the star on the rings. Yeah, I love that. I feel like they've not done anything interesting or different with how they show a Green Lantern in such a long time that I really appreciate. Even mm. though in this case it's because they're meant to be menacing because they're menacing to him. It just... It's just so different than the constant bright light 
And I get that that's Green yeah. Lantern's thing, but it just it felt so refreshing here to see it done differently. It did because even even a I think it's like the very first page is is Hal. Like it's the only time we really get bright green in it, but mm-hmm. it still feels more muted than the 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 Greenlands have felt in this book pre up till now. Oh yeah. Even actually the cover, the even the color in the title looks just a little bit duller, a little bit more muted in a good way. It does, yeah. And I like it. Uh, I like it a lot. Feels nice and different. Uh, I definitely think the art is is great. It's it's the first time Roka's felt like it's got a, a style. Hmm. It's not uh, like often I found as well. It's just been okay. This is just it. But this is the first time I've thought, oh, there's a style to this issue. I think they probably let them go a bit more nuts because it is from a specific person's point of view, and because of that, yeah. you can make it feel a bit different. It doesn't have to feel like the rest of the issues. Mm. And as a result, I think that's why we've ended up with this. I, I, I do wonder who requested things like the colours be muted. Was yeah. that just the colourist yeah. decision? Was this something yeah. came from Roka? Was it something came from Humphreys? I also like the, like, the... team effort. Yeah. Mm. I like the look at the Guardians. Like, before they become the Guardians, uh, when they're all in their robes and they've got... Yeah, the Maltusians. Yeah, they've got g- g- glowing green light coming from their eyes and mouths. Yeah. And they look super creepy. Yeah. Mm. I'm all about well, that. And then they did some weird space ritual and gave up their emotions to create a ring. But that was new. Like In all my Green Lantern fandom, I've never heard that. So that yeah. was that was a nice touch. Uh, I, I love just... that, that panel of him putting on that ring for the first yeah. time as well. It's great. He also, Volthoom in his human form reminds me a lot of Leminski. Like they have mm, a lot of the same physical that. features. Yeah, you're right. So I'm wondering if that was done after to kind of tie him to Leminski a little bit more. Maybe, maybe, know, that's, why maybe that's why he's picked him and why he's helping him because he sees some of himself. Yeah, exactly. Him. Yeah. Also, so while you guys were first talking, I was real quiet because I was looking up what Earth he came from, Volthoom. Was it, it was Earth-15. Yeah. All right, so it was one of the original 51 and 52, and it was uh, destroyed by Superman Prime during his search for the true home dimension. All right, so is, is that what they're talking about then when the planet's dying? I think so. Yeah, and on bit. top of that, post-Flashpoint, Earth-15 in, in um, Multiversity is a barren planet, right? It's like a graveyard. Yeah. And there's one surviving thing, and it's called the Cosmic Grail. So I click on the Cosmic Grail, and it's his traveling lantern. So I want to know what the heck's going on here, (laughs) because that is some nice seating that Humphrey's pulled from. I almost almost wonder, was it actual seating, or have they just really, like, went back and looked at the, the things that were there and went, I can wrap this into a story now? That that's what I want to know if they seated it themselves or if he wrote around it because that uh, some e- of the either most, way the like mythos, works for me because it's like yeah. they've they've taken the time and care to look at this. Oh yeah, they've chosen yep. Earth fifteen and gone. We're yep. gonna use that. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter at all because that's the thing. Like as much as it sounds better yeah. to seed things and have things planned ahead, if you have the yeah. same effect at the end, if you if you make us go, well, I'm not sure if you did seed that or not, then it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's worked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I don't care how it was done. The fact that it was done, and now just doing a little bit of research, it all lines up. Mm. And I, I, I sense a trip down a, a DC wiki rabbit hole coming on tonight. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah. The whole thing, and, and then we got Prime. This whole discussion we had about Prime earlier, like 
Could, could I, Green Lanterns be more connected to the Rebirth stuff than we thought before? I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. At least these these guys. I mean, they're the are the Green Lanterns of Earth. We're talking about. And we have a a rogue guardian that's now possessed by Volthoom, and and even even having Volthoom, his soul, you know, become Jessica's ring from Earth Three. Yeah, like that yeah. was a nice little piece too. And Joe, Joe, I like, I, I like that. So we get this whole sense that he can't die as long as there's light in the universe. That's what Necron says to him. I can't take you, even though he wants to die. He was ready to go. He's like, kill yeah. me, please kill me. Yeah, and he can't. And he, he sees Rami sort of the start of everything that sort of kicked all this stuff off uh, with this this ring that Leminski ends up with the the, the ring mm. that doesn't the Phantom. Was it called like a Phantom Ring? Phantom, yeah, Phantom, phantom Ring. Yeah. yeah, and. See, there's too many terminology in these books. Is once we're up arc past, I'm going to start forgetting some of these words. Uh, but the fact that he sees him and it kicks everything off, I just, I like it. I like that because before it felt like Volthoom just kind of came out of nowhere. It's like, oh, here's something you recognise from a past arc. But this issue kind of feels like it. Well, even if it wasn't, it feels more planned now. It feels like, no, this this all kind of ties together with some Green Lantern lore and mythos, and mm-hmm. now, now we have this plot going forward. And I do want to point out, the little tease at the end for the next, because obviously it turns into a whole vengeance story and all the rest of it, but the little tease at the end, it says, next the return of Dr. Polaris. Yeah. Mm. So. Yeah, which we haven't had interaction with, I think, a Green Lantern or Dr. Polaris in a good long while. Yeah. So, except for Just League or Suicide Squad. But yeah, well, you know what... the the end of that where we had all the teases of where people were going to yeah. end up. Yeah. Can anyone remember what the Polaris one was? Mm, I can't he remember. was rediscovering himself because remember he he was like, oh no, I was Polaris again. Oh and yeah, you're right. Okay. But I like that that book kind of like how we have. Uh, you know, the other characters popping up, Supergirl and stuff. We have the other characters popping up in places that, and it feels like oh. Uh, just as Levius Susick, would they use that event to actually remind us of a bunch of characters who are now going to be popping up in various other places? That's another example of that, where Dr. Polaris now is like, oh yeah, he just popped up in that. I, he's fresh in my yeah, memory. It's, it's, a, it's a question of, is he popping up here because he was in that? Or is it, oh, we want to use him in here, let's kind of put him in there first to remind everyone? It, yeah. it ultimately doesn't matter, because yeah. the same effect has been had. We, we know that's what happened with uh, the other one uh, in Supergirl. Uh, Emerald Empress. Emerald Empress. Yeah. Uh, here, here it could be either or. It doesn't really matter. But yeah, anyway, it's cool. It works. And it it's is. Like... Yeah, but don't forget too that Emerald Empress's uh, eye works off of Green Lantern tech too. So I'm thinking the Green Lanterns are going to be more tied in than we thought yeah, from before. I'm all right with that. Yeah. Not, so to sum up this issue, though, it was just kind of a retelling from Volthoom's side of what his yeah. motivations are, how he became who he is. And it put a lot of things in context. It made him feel less random. Not, that, I mean, it didn't feel super random, but it just, it was, it did, it did just kind of feel like, oh, we've picked a villain that felt you'd recognise him from a past arc. So here he is. Whereas mm-hmm. now it feels more relevant and more. Part I, of the I story. think this could have felt like a really standard and almost boring issue because it was a lot of exposition backstory. Mm. But the yeah. fact that it actually, like the art, it had style, kept me yeah. kept me really interested throughout. So I think credit to that there. Yeah, yeah, art was good in this week. Uh, this this issue of Green Lanterns. So, no, I I approve of this this time. It, again, it actually feels you compared him to Leminski. It feels a lot like that issue we got with Leminski and his yeah. past and his backstory and who he was. It feels yep. kind of like well, we got that 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 the last arc. This arc, we start off with a one letter for uh, Volthum. So, no, there you go. That, that's Green Lanterns issue eighteen. That'll Connor with the chronic hiccups. Really uh, sorry. 
Yeah, that's kind of kick up just in case you're you're new to the show and you've not because every episode someone's first is uh, I think yeah. I could really live. It's like by. every comic is someone's first. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, that takes us on to the death of Hawkman issue six. Mark and Draco writing and Aaron Lopresti on oh. our. Are we past all the core rebirth books already? Yeah, we only had five. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like weird. It's like oh, we're on to the extras at the end already. Yeah, the, the minis. But yeah, here we go. Uh, death of Hawkman. Let's wrap things up. And we had it's essentially a big fight issue, really. Uh, lots of fighting going on. Yeah. I I really loved this mini series up until this issue. And I felt everything felt rushed. And it yeah, didn't it didn't have like, that satisfying an ending. No, um, not at all. I don't like, have as much of a negative it, look it, on it. It felt kind of really by the numbers. Like, okay, this is just how it ends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah I, like, I don't think it did anything. From where we started with, with Hawkman bleeding out up against the wall. Yeah, just... you, you don't feel like it delivered on that initial promise. No. And, and I mean, it does on its title because, you know, Hawkman sacrifices himself. Along with with Strange and you know, well, everyone thinks Strange is dead, but we see yeah. that he's actually been transported somewhere else. Exactly. Uh, and Despair was still alive as well. Some somewhere in the universe, mm-hmm. he's been transported. Uh, he, is, he is like Space Voldemort. That's that's the new name I uh, have for him. So you think he's gone? He's he's just somewhere else. Yeah, don't get me wrong. This this was the most typical issue of the whole bunch because it was just a big fight at the end. Uh, there was some stuff I liked. I liked about it though. Uh, I I liked uh, how Hawkman actually beats the Sparrow. Uh, he basically yeah. he gets Adam to like initiate the whole uh, nth metal like sucking out thing, and it yeah. goes right through the Sparrow. I also one thing I loved about the Sparrow in this issue, I loved how he kept saying like Hawkman hits him from behind at one point. He's like, "Who dares? Like who?" who 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 has the the attitude to do this? The the gall, the gall of you. I, I, I love the Sparrow's attitude when people are hitting him. It was good. He did that a few times. Well, especially when he's become an nth metal god. Yeah. Like it's even worse now. Yeah. Mm. I had fun with this. Though. I think this will read like a, a really fun little trade uh, when it's out. I'd recommend it if you want a more so if you yeah. want an Adam Strange story than a Hawkman one. But I think I think it was think- enjoyable. Ultimately, my problem is it comes from the ending where it feels like this wasn't its own story, really. It was, hey, we've got something coming up and we're going to set set the stage for that. That, that doesn't bother me as much because the, the thing with Hawkman, we all know, is he comes back, he gets mm. reincarnated. Well, yeah, so, yeah, but it's the, the Adam Strange the, side more. Yeah. Well, the question... Like when it was... Well, the question yeah, is, though, then, because obviously you have the Adam Strange stage and then you have the Sparrow at the end, and then it's, at the end it says, uh, not the end, not even close. So my question would be, well, what is this teasing? What is this setting up? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I'm, I'm not sure. Is this meant to be a second mini coming down the line, or is it is it going to actually tie into the main Rebirth? Yeah, is, somewhere? The, is the Sparrow going to show up in Rebirth? Is Adam Strange, wherever he is, going to be relevant? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm not entirely sure where that's going to turn up. Because obviously, uh, Green Lantern... Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps, played on what was the the mini uh, that was right at the end of the start. I think it ran into just the start of Rebirth or so. Um, edge of something. Nowhere? Tomorrow? Maybe. Uh, uh, darkness? So the, no, there, were, there was a mini that <laughs> it just down, words, like, played into why the core was missing and all that. And all right, it, okay. was, it was not a a branded one it was just it was like it was just a mini but it was actually quite important in terms of, of the story over thank you yeah, gotcha. Matt with the facts yeah. yeah i feel like maybe this could be something similar where 
right now it felt like this was just its own mini that's kind of separate but it's going to come in, in with a force and actually have yeah, impact yeah, on something that. in the main I'm line. I'm glad I read it. I think, I think it was fun. I don't have oh, yeah. I don't yeah. have strong feelings about the ending. I think it was fine. I think uh, character beats were good. It was definitely the least exciting issue just because it was the typical one, but I thought I had some fun moments. I, and I don't typically no, no. have a lot of Adam Strange yeah. or Hawkman to read, so it was a nice little adventure for them. And I'm intrigued. that Isomot's not really dead, so how does that work out with the ring? Right? Was it Isomot that died or was it Vath? Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember. A few yeah. months ago. Point is, he's not but you, dead. But you see him at the end, don't you? Yeah, With, um... yeah Isomot's there and yeah. because he's hazing kind of the, the Hawk Lantern now. So, yeah. out of everything, we got a cool new Green Lantern member that can show yeah. up and. That's you true. Know, I like this stuff, car, actually, in the fight. Overs. Yeah. Me too. Well, it's like it's something I never knew I wanted. It was a Hawkman Green Lantern. Like, it's kind of, kind of a cool visual. He gets the, the wings, and you know he's gonna be making a mace out of that ring. Like, you got you got to assume so. Yeah, yeah. Knows how to fight. Makes sense. I, I think the thing for me is this was this was a fine issue, but it never it never delivered on the promise of the opening of the series, and it wasn't yeah. just it wasn't that exciting to end on. So I feel like it kind of sours a little. I mean, I still enjoyed the thing overall, but it sours it a little bit because if, when I reread it and I look at that first issue, that opening, which is so striking, I will I I won't go oh anything like that. It'll just be okay. It's just gonna develop into a normal yeah, story. It, it kind of lost that grit from the beginning, and it was kind of like my my feeling was that was good, but that's it. So I'm gonna read whatever comes next. It's not like yeah yeah. Oh yeah, I think it was solid. I I, I don't know if my, my expectations were just lower than you two then, because I, I didn't really probably go into it feeling like, oh, this promised this, and I didn't get it. I, I didn't feel like feel that I way. thought the first issue was probably my favorite. I think it was the best issue, and I With feel strange like strange going had, around to the different. Yeah, I like that know, one yeah, a lot. Yeah. It had such a strong hook and style, and then I just. The, the series never quite lived up to that for me, especially with the ending, which I thought was this will, this will be where it pulls it out. I would agree the first just, one yeah. is the best issue because I had some of that mystery there because Adam was trying to figure out what was going on. Uh, but I think the rest after that were pretty consistent for me. Uh, I stepped down from the first one, but consistent amongst themselves. They, they were consistent, which is why I think I'd hoped that the last one would be stronger, like ah, up okay. there with the first and like really bookend it and give it this strong of what this story really is. I never really yeah. got that. I think I'd recommend it though. I think if you're a fan of Adam Stranger Hawkman and you don't get a lot of those yeah. stories, I think it's worth reading. So I would yeah, agree with that. Definitely. Yeah. So, uh, no, fun little mini, uh, and that's that's it. So the Sparrow yeah. will pop up at some point. Adam Strange will pop up at some point. Hawkman will be resurrected somewhere, sometime, someplace. Uh, we'll get, same we'll old, get same Egyptian old. Hawkman next instead of yeah, Hawkworld Hawkman. Probably. Be all right with that. There you go. That's Death of Hawkman. That will take us on to the fall and rise of Captain Atom, issue 3, Carrie Bates and Greg Wiseman writing and Will Conrad on art. Uh, you two read this. So, mm -hmm. leap in, by all means. In in the same way I was just saying about how the ending of that last mini feels like it's setting up yep. something for the main line, this feels very similar, actually. It's yes. this is setting up a new stage of what Captain Atom is and what when he pops up again somewhere down the line in Rebirth... This is why he is how he is. Yep, it feels like the last three issues could be put together. Well, the last two with this one as Captain Adam Rebirth, because he literally is reborn yep. as a new Captain Adam. I also want to mention that the title of this uh, issue is Back to the Future, 
Yeah, I which approve. I got a kick out of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's got he's got a new look. With he's, he's got this, he's shifted into the red end of the light spectrum instead of the blue where he was before. Yep. I'm I'm wondering if maybe that in particular is just something to differentiate him once we get into the Manhattan stuff. So when yeah, we can have a, uh, an atom versus Manhattan, we can just visually see that's... them strikingly. Well, he he's essentially become low grade Doctor Manhattan as Captain Adam because. Yes. You see the stuff he can do, and it's very reminiscent of the Watchmen comic version. Yeah. Just um, the way that he can throw, like, he gets super sciencey with some of the stuff, and I felt myself kind of not reading as closely as I should have. I, I because, agree. Like, with, with, with some of the exposition bits, this is what's happened to you. It felt a little bit, okay, dial yeah. it back touch. So he, he can absorb energy, which we've seen before, and he can kind of shoot quantum lasers at things uh, at the same time. So that's really cool. He's also, he's more stable now. He doesn't have to be kept up, locked up in a containment facility. Um, exactly. They discover he can shift back into his human form at will. Yep. Uh, so he can have a an alter ego and an actual life now, unlike before. So that's uh, yep. a major change there. And that plays in with the main story where General Eiling, who now he's come back, he didn't come back to his present, he came back to his future, which is our present, so he's in 2017. And is supposed to be meeting with the president, but because Captain Adams blinked back into the time frame, he wants to go meet him there. And basically gives him a godfather deal, where it's like, look, you're, you can be a superhero, but you work for the U.S. government, and we'll set you up with a house and you know a job and, and everything, but you do what we say when we say it. Yeah, and Adam's kind of like, yeah, that all sounds nice, but shove it. I'm, I can be myself finally. They they do set up some new limitations with his powers now. He can no longer space travel because bef- they they yeah. talk about before he likes to sit on the moon and have a little bit of a, a of a contemplation. Sit on the moon by I himself. I know. It's, it's it's like they're just prodding us. Hey, hey, look oh. at this. It's exactly what they're doing. <laughs> But they, they actually set up now, he can't do that anymore. And when he tries yeah. to, he, he reverts into his human form and he falls back to Earth. Yep. So that's kind of some new limits. That reminds like, me, I think it was in Superman this week. At some point, someone said something about watching something, but the word watching was bolded. And I'm like, yeah, I see what you're doing there. I see what you're doing. <laughs> Let, let her had some fun there, just yeah. on their own. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking for that legacy line you brought up earlier. Uh, there was one where. They're talking about how they want to make him a new Captain Atom rather than tell the... Pu- they don't want to tell the public he's the one that went missing and right. cause exploded because he killed people when That's... he did that and he was a public yeah. enemy. And they say uh, legacy is better than memory in, in the idea yeah. that w- we can move on and you you can look back at things and people think, oh, there's a, they've got a tainted uh, image, but you can give a new fresh start with the same name hmm. and people are more likely to give I, it a I chance. Wonder what that, I wonder what that's a reference to. <laughs> I know. There's a lot of that in this issue, isn't there? Yeah, right? Also, there's a doctor whose uh, last name starts with an M. And Captain Adam's like, okay, I'll do this for Dr. M. And I was like, come on, guys. (laughs) You're you're just, you're hitting it with a sledgehammer now. We get it. But it's fun. But I like that it it still has an emotional core as well. Because obviously we saw the last issue, he he built a a family, had a wife. And he comes back to the future and the first thing he does is where's my wife? I want to go see her. And it, yeah, and um, 
Turns out she she's dead. She died in like 2010. Yeah, in a car accident. So it yeah, wasn't anything I, that I thought at first was like, oh, she developed some yeah, weird yeah. form of they were, cancer. They were very clear immediately like, nope, this was nothing yeah. to do with you. This was just a, yeah. a freak accident of life. Yep. And but, uh, so he's sad about that. And he's, you know, but he ends up taking the Godfather deal basically because they're like, well, you killed three people when you exploded. That's not good. So, it's like, well, it'll be, it'll be some manslaughter. You'll probably get like seven years. Yeah. And so he's like, well, damn it, I'll take the deal anyways. And as he's settling into his new house, a iPad or tablet like device shows up on his doorstep. And it's basically like what you don't know is important. Yeah, it, shows... yeah. it has the picture of him visiting his wife's grave. And it, it just says, uh, the general and the doctor won't tell you this, but you have a right to know. Uh, you have a 17-year-old son. And it's just signed a friend. Dun, dun, dun. And that's how it ends. Like with the music and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like the writing of the first one, but I'm happy to hear about this just so that I know that Captain Atom is in play. It's it's actually, I feel like it's more relevant than we've been led to believe. Yep. And I'm glad it's, I kept reading it's it. It's and Clark. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm enjoying it as well a lot now. Like, yeah, I that feel first like... issue was rough because yeah. I wasn't going to go back until Connor had mentioned 1994. And now I'm glad I have gone back and read it. Yeah. It, it is making a big slash. Plus, it's a nice little character thing too because in three issues they've completely redeveloped this problematic character yeah i have a, I have a grasp on who he is now which i never exactly. really did before you, no. before it was just oh he's got manhattan powers cool yeah he, maybe i'll go back and read it when it's done if it, if it yeah, sounds like a good it, finish read. it's the the first issue was definitely the the roughest it was like you saw yeah. it had the pacing issues and it was a bit overwordy i think at times it's still a little bit overwordy like in here with the sciencey explanations yeah but the pacing is definitely much better, and there is an emotional core to it now as well. Yeah, hmm. and it kind of it had a movie vibe to it too. Like when he's testing out his powers, it felt very much like a montage with yeah. the overlaid. So you can get distracted by the words, but if you kind of just want to ignore him, you know, oh, he can throw quantum bolts. Cool. Like yeah. next, what goes on yeah. next? And he explodes rocks. Like he can he can take the energy and cast it back out. Yeah, and there's the idea that he can he has like very specific control like he blows up a car yeah. with the general in it and the general's like oh how do you yep. know that didn't that wouldn't hurt me and it's like oh, i didn't but it's just because he didn't let it part of me feels yeah. like it's it'll be relevant in the sense that during the big event whenever this all starts to go down and mm -hmm. rebirth they'll bring out captain atom so it'll be relevant in the sense that they've yep. built up this version of captain atom and they've established who he is yeah. and what his powers are but i don't know if it'll be more relevant than that like rather oh, yeah. outside of him just showing up in the but I think because he looks so different now, he's red instead yeah. of blue. It's immediately like this is this is how that happened. This is why when he shows up and we can see on the page when they fight, you can tell which one's which. Yeah, one's blue, one's red. Very good. That's yeah. that's clearly what it's for, yeah. and I'm okay with that. And it kind of dialed him back into Captain Adam that you would see pop up in different Justice League books during events, but he mm. really wasn't part of any team or didn't have an ongoing. So he was just like the you know Air Force captain that had quantum powers and yeah, he was always just the powerhouse, wasn't he? Yeah, and they've kind of dialed him back into that, so he could show up in you know this time next year in Justice League as yeah. as that character, and it'll feel fine because he's not this danger to everybody around him. And 
Maybe so maybe once it. Batman gets over his bullshit of oh they got to seem human for the JLA, we can see him in there. Uh, who's who's more human than this guy after three issues? You know. It's, yes. Exactly. Captain Nathaniel Adam. So yeah, definitely definitely worth the read. I think when it's all done, it'll be better because you won't have to wait in between and just get to the crux of the story. I, I, I will say this actually for me. Uh, a lot of the monthly books lately, I'm struggling to go to monthly because I got so used mm. to the, the, the two weeks that yeah. I'm finding myself that I've forgotten quite a bit with the monthlies. Yeah. But when I came to this one, I actually remembered perfectly, like much yeah. more than I have been recently on other monthly books. Yeah, the only thing that got me is when he was in Kansas, I had forgotten that's where he had showed up All right, in, okay. in issue two. So when he ended up back there reappearing, I yeah. felt like I had missed something and we were going to jump back, but... As the issue went on, it wasn't as much of an issue because yeah. they they tired about it. But yeah, it's it's good. Captain Adam, who knew? I know. Yeah, cool. All right. Uh, well, that's the last book of the week, which means we can get on to our best of the week stuff. Mm-hmm. So as always, we will start with the best panel of the week. I'm actually I'll go jump in because I've got mine ready, uh, ready to go. All right. uh, I'm going with the panel that I talked about from Green Lanterns with the the seven first Green Lanterns in the dark and you know just just the emblems, the eyes, and the rings, and it's just dark and it looks menacing. Menacing. It's just s- yeah. such a different visual style to Green Lantern that it, I just felt really refreshing. Mm-hmm. So I'm 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 going with that panel specifically. All book was good, but. I'd- Panel. I'd like to get like a like a, a Sinestro year one right mm. where you get to see him as the lantern and how he he perverts the Green Lantern symbol on Korrigar and then that's how the people of Korrigar see the Green Lanterns at a certain point I'd love to see that pop back up that'd be, that'd cool. be cool that'd be real cool there's always room in DC, DC for, hire me. I'll do it there's always more room in DC for more year ones for characters <laughs> I've not had them yet uh, of I course think there's been so many of them now that it's like oh you want to do a year one sure why not the, the, no one's gonna go. Oh, really? Another one at this point? No. Yeah. yeah. Green Arrow Year One is one of my favorite stories. Like not just Green Arrow stories or Year One. Like oh, it's straight up, it's a solid story. Take yeah. on John. So. All right. Uh, Who's next? Matt, what, was, what was your panel of the week? So, mine's not as much a panel as a series of panels, but it's when Lois and Clark open up the uh, the the album, and they see the pre Flashpoint stuff and it starts making everything erase because that's that's where the stakes get ratcheted up in the yeah. issue and in, in reborn itself although there's there's a bunch in there that i was looking at i mean when john starts fading out that that's a great one too mm. but it's definitely definitely building on my nostalgia for old superman for sure yeah also, Matt's dogs finally stopped making a racket, so that's lovely. Thunderdog <laughs> yeah. uh, is here. I, just, I, I, I want to point it out just for the audio, just, to, just in case they're wondering what that noise is. Obviously, the video people they can see is a dog walking around in the background, but yeah. for the audio listeners, just, just so they know, so they're not going crazy, like, what's this noise? Why are they not addressing it? Yeah. It's, uh, it's my own personal crypto. Yeah, uh, Connor, what's your panel of the week? Uh, I'm going to go with the cell drawing, that big full-page spread of of the the superman story on the wall it just that set my mind going so much and I it, it's can, yeah i loved it I, I can see it i can see it uh all right that best cover of the week uh working way back around connor what's your favorite cover of the week? death of hawkman 
It's not a bad choice. I love right? it. It's so simple. That is pretty good. It's just really striking. It just jumps out at me. It's like, yeah, that's yeah. a good cover. It's a, sc- it's a it's especially a... Hawkman's helmet on a, like a skull kind of thing that they've got going. Yeah, yeah. it's fantastic. It's a great poster. It looks like it could have been a Maiden cover at one point. Mm. That's, I think um, that's kind of why I love it. I think that's why Connor's picking it. Yeah. 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 Uh, Matt? Oh, man, it's a toss up. But I think I'm going to go with Superman. So I love that image of the family with crypto. I, I, I intentionally thought I'm not picking Superman because I feel like it's going to be in contention for every week during this crossover yeah. with the stylized all being similar. So I'm, I'm staying away from it for now. I'm going to well, save it for a better one. I'm actually going to mirror my uh, best panel choice and go with Green Lanterns because, mm-hmm. again, I like the, the colouring on that uh, more than anything else. It's a, it's a great image, bright, light, volume sort of with his lantern. Uh, Coming out of his chest. Like, yeah, it's good, but it's it's the muted yeah. greens and it's not the the brightness of it. There's a darkness I think, to it. I think what I, like I really that. like about it is the white. It feels really like natural light white. Mm. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 nice. Yeah, I like it. I like it. It's moody. It's mm. moody. It's like big, but it's Very. moody at the same time, and I like that. Uh, all right. So best art of the week, uh, Matt, you go first. I'm gonna go with Nightwing. It's because emotionally. Everything in there that I mentioned earlier, the panel of him on his knees just racks just my heart. Isn't it? Yeah, and then the stuff with him and Damien before that, it's just fun. And you get that. Like, you don't see web slinging in DC because obviously it's Spider Man, but it gets that vibe with these two. Like Batman, you don't see like swinging through stuff, yeah. it's all just straight and, into the point. And that's not to mention the, the kiss at the start. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, upside, yeah, down, upside down with Spider-Man yeah. too, and, and, and Damien li- too. Her little joke about oh, no, the blood all didn't rush to your head. Yeah, it okay. ended up somewhere else. <laughs> it's just Damien's expressions as he's reading the all the Twitter, but I forget what they call it. Chipper, uh, chipper, yeah. quitter. The, yeah, whatever the, the fake all the Twitter is. Comments, just perfect. Yeah. yeah. So Fernandez this week gets that title. Yeah. You almost wish that the TV shows and stuff would use the fake version of Twitter and Facebook that the comics shows. Just, just, yeah, just, like just in the cause. same way they use the, the Channel Fifty Two news. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Not because they have to, because you can mention Twitter and Facebook on a TV show, and that's fine. But just, just out of the no, this is the fake version in the comics. It's, it's We're going to use that. It's the same way how they they still got a big belly burger instead yeah, of yeah, know, McDonald's or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Also, what would Snapchat be there? Like, I'm trying to think of one. I think it was in the it was in the Batgirl the the hipster stuff. Yeah, of course it was. That's why I can't yeah. remember because yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was in there though. Uh, I've got to follow up because I've actually picking the same book, uh, Nightwing for oh. my start. Uh, so, similar reasons, facial expressions, emotion. Uh, I can't I can't beat Damien's uh, faces uh, when they're well done. No, so. It's it's Damien when he's like, "You fool!" Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, it's, it's you just, fool. No, I'm just saying. I'm also picking Nightwing as well for for oh, best. There we go. There we go. Pretty much the same reasons. It it just sold the entire issue. Yeah. All right. And see, had it not been had it not been Superman this week for cover, it was gonna be Nightwing. And if someone else had picked the the photo album, it was gonna be the scene with him on his hands and knees. So Nightwing and Superman. It was a toss up. I love those characters so much in those books. Well, let's get on to the top five books of the week. Now, admittedly, there's less books this week, so it's more about what order they're going to be in rather than what's going to appear yeah. <laughs> uh, to an extent. Yeah. But, uh, Connor, what is your top five books of the week? So, 
one is actually Nightwing, and then two is Superman. I, I really debated those two. There were the clear one and two. It was just not so clear on the order for quite a while. But Nightwing just edges out, I think, for me. And then three will be Green Lanterns. Four will be Green Arrow. Five will be Batman. Cool. Uh, Matt, what's your top five of the week? So my number one is Batman. What? Whoa. Oh, I thought that was a joke. Oh, wait, what's this? I I have another envelope here. <laughs> actually, actually, it's Nightwing. That's what I wanted. That is what I wanted. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I, just, I need to explain yeah. to the audio people why we're laughing so much. Gotcha. So Matt said my number one for this week. I clicked the Because uh, Batman button that appeared over yeah, Matt's face. Just assuming he was going to say Superman. Assuming he was going to say Superman. Yeah. So I was just I was just putting the words in his mouth. And then he actually said Batman. Yeah. And that's why me and Connor started laughing. Oh, Jesus Christ. And then he went into, uh, into the Oscars bit. And that was equally yeah. funny too. It was yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. We planned that part. We, we, we were just laughing at the context yeah. of the other bit. Oh God, jeez! Uh, yeah. Right, so well, yeah, actually, my number one is is Nightwing because of everything we we said earlier, and then two is gonna be Superman, three is Batman, four Green Lanterns, five Green Arrow. Cool. Uh, well, I hate to I hate to put a damper because if I was picking Nightwing. It would be the first unanimous mm-hmm. pick of the year, and we're on March now, so that's actually quite saying something. Yeah. Kind of deserves it, but I'm not. I'm but not Superman. Do it. Dick. Yeah. I'm picking Superman. I'm sorry, Superman. I'm not mad at that. I get it. <laughs> I know, but he's still a dick. I just so Superman. It didn't annihilate me, but I was kind of like, oh, John, like, oh, this is rough to read. And my son, I won't let you go. And then I read Nightwing, and I had to go back to work, and that was rough, <laughs> oh, man. Like, <laughs> I read that at lunch. I, so... I read. I read a couple of them. Those two in particular were, were on the bus. Uh, I was I was just a wreck on the bus back. What, what, yeah. Why did I do that to myself? I don't know why you did that to yourself. I I, I, I have a, a question for Matt. Actually. I know you usually yeah. leave like books like Superman that you're most excited yeah. about till the end. With this being yeah. like reborn, did you move it up? Well, my main problem was I had I had bank issues this week, so I couldn't get my uh, comics. So I had to get these digitally so I could read them in time. And because I got them digitally, I'm like, well, I'm just gonna knock them out first. You know, I think it's definitely see with these crossovers because everyone's going to be talking about them. You kind of feel like you need to get to them first. Yeah, yeah, that's that's why I was asking. So, and and with how it went, and I was able to take part in conversations online and stuff, that might be how I do it now. Um, And then just refresh like you guys do. Yeah, for for crossovers, certainly, I think in events, I think you need to read them early so you can get in the conversation. Like when I have them physically and not digitally, it's much easier to hold it like it's. Like a reward or a dessert, you know. And you got like, the actual uh, prize that you can pick up. Yeah, yeah. in my hand, and yeah. I'm gonna sit on the couch at home and read it. But yeah, when it is this type of stuff, I'll probably jump to it first. So, my number one's Superman. Oh yeah, we never got past that. Yeah, we never did. Uh, Superman's number one. Uh, number two is Nightwing. Number three is Batman. Number four is Green Lanterns, and then number five is Green Arrow. Yeah, um, yeah so, solid week. Light, but solid. I uh, cannot complain. Yep. So, that's that's this week's basically, which just leads me to tell you what is coming next week, and of course it is week two, so settle in <gasps> for this list. Uh, get comfortable, maybe grab some popcorn, uh, 
you know, just anything to make yourself comfortable. Uh, so obviously we have Action Comics 975, which is part two of the mm-hmm. Superman Reborn. Do remember, if you've not been aware of this, because I actually didn't realise this till last week, uh, it's a bigger issue. It's extra pages, it's a dollar more, yeah. uh, which honestly, if you're enjoying the event, you're actually kind of just happy that you're getting a bigger chunk of it. But And, and yeah. you've got the cool interconnected covers, so... Yeah, you do. Oh, those uh, Frank covers, man. And plus, well, you also have the, the regular non-Frank connected covers. Yeah, they have the yeah. style. Yeah, because it's the fir- it's the first time in Rebirth where they've let a thing not use the uh, the, the typical dress they've had for all the issues. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It, the 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 words are still DC Universe Rebirth is still at the top, but it hasn't got the yeah. the blue banner. And it's smaller, and they've got Superman Reborn as this big sort of a uh, vertical. Yeah, it's on the side. side. Yeah, yeah. Which is cool. So we got Action Comics yep. nine seven five. Uh, we got All Star Batman number eight. We got Batgirl and the Birds of Prey number eight. We have Deathstroke number fourteen. Detective Comics nine five two. The Flash eighteen. New Superman number nine. Justice League of America issue two. Supergirl issue seven. Superwoman issue eight. Titans number nine. Wonder Woman eighteen. And Connor's also going to be reading Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps sixteen. Uh, I am also a little correction. I'm just looking at the previews. Oh, there's a change. The, uh, no All Star Batman. I'm seeing. Yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen Pete look so happy at the end of one of these. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, it's the one out all the you, ones I read. Usually on... it's like, oh, you're correcting me. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. But on a week two, like, it's such a big week. The one book that I, I like the least is All-Star Batman, so I'm kind of happy with that. It's like, yeah, great. So there you go. Uh, also out next week is Suicide Squad and Red Hood and the Outlaws. Uh, Connor should be reading Red Hood and the Outlaws, but he's not. They've been forsaken. I'm saying, like, words. Just this finger speaks everything I need to say. Yeah, But make sure you point out that you're giving me the finger, because the audio listeners... Uh, that's, why, that's why I, I just added that in then. Yeah, yeah I need, need, need to know that it's happening. Uh, but yeah, that's what's coming next week. Uh, we've done this a couple of times recently. I, I'm going to... Obviously, I think Action Comics is one that's obviously maybe the most excited one for us, because it is the crossover. We're going to find out who who fake Clark is probably but I'm going to pick another one out of the list uh, in terms of my excitement I am going to say I am rather excited for this is really boring but Detective Comics but also Titans I'm intrigued by where Titans is going as well yeah. So I would agree with those those are regular picks but mm. I'm going to just throw in I'm actually really excited for Hal Jordan the Green Lantern Corps because we got Guy Gardner with no ring versus Zarkillo that's going to be fun yeah but also I saw news last week that his warrior Persona's coming back. And that's my least favourite gardener. <laughs> Look at Connor's face. That's close. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't see this, clearly. Yeah. Like, you, you weren't here for the last issue. It was oh. great. Gardner just took off and did his own thing. He was like, nah, he, he stole Space Cabby's cab and then went and uh, hunt for Arkla without his ring. And he's like, nah, I'm going to fight you. I don't need my ring. And that, that's great, but I just feel this isn't going to be... Our kill is going to beat him within an inch of his life. And then his warrior genes are going to kick in and... Uh... After well, see, now I'm a little less excited for it. Just give me the bowl cut and the vest. That's all I want out of Guy Gardner. Like that's what it has been up till now. Stupid, stupid haircut, weird costume, and, and an attitude. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm I'm really excited for Supergirl because oh, we get Laron back. No, don't get me wrong. Uh, the, the Kryptonian werewolf, which I just love. I get to say that sentence. Uh, I, I do love Supergirl. Honestly, I'll, I actually—I mean, as much as it's packed, I do love most of what I read in week two. So I—I I can't yeah. complain I, too much. I, I do love most of it. It's certainly not my favorite week. That—that that still remains with three, but it's a very yeah. good week. 
But uh, yeah, I'm out, I'm out of an impasse. Part of me wants to drag this out as long as possible because I know Connor's desperate to get back to his Switch and play Zelda. And it, <laughs> he's, he's right. And not, nothing thrills me more than. But then alternatively, you want to let Matt go because he's got stuff to do. Please. I don't care about Matt. I care about the fact that I'm hungry and I really want to eat. <laughs> That's the I just, that's the impasse. He could have been playing the Switch this whole time because that's how it works, right? Like, it's <laughs> like nah, you don't need to sit at the TV anymore. Honestly, it was something I considered, but I, I finally decided to let the girlfriend have a go for a couple of hours. Well, oh, it's so like nice. fine. I'm coming off it. You can plus, plus we can see him looking yeah. down the whole time, and his attention wouldn't be there. <laughs> yeah, let's be honest. Connor, when he's paying attention, is not the brightest bulb in the closet, right? The finger is back. I've never heard brightest bulb in the closet. I've always said brightest bulb in the bunch. So who's really the brightest bulb now? (laughs) That's the riddle. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, That has been uh, Comments from the Multiverse, episode 41. We need to really think of something special for 52, guys. It's uh, it's imperative that we do something special for episode 52. But this has been episode 41. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it and had had some fun along with us. We'll be back next week, of course, with more books, more Superman Reborn and all the rest of it. And uh, yeah, So let us know what you thought of this week's books in the comments below on the YouTubes or you can tweet at us at mailed underscore fuzz. Uh, you can also get channel updates from there for the YouTube channel as well as anything else. Individual Twitters are on the screen. Obviously, I'm at Wibble89 for my ramblings. Matt is at Matt of Steel 57 for his ramblings. Connor... Is Connor going to try and point to his thing and look like an idiot? No, he's not. Uh, oh, oh, he almost got it. There you go. Yeah. At ConorRyan94 for Connor's Twitter. Uh, so do all that. Like and subscribe on the YouTubes. You can uh, give us a five-star rating on the iTunes or the SoundCloud. Uh, give us a like there. Wherever, wherever you're experiencing this, give us the positive button. Wherever the positive button is for yep. the show, give us the positive button. It, it, it helps. Yeah, it does help. Uh, but thanks very much for watching and or listening. Uh, it helps us out a lot if you do that too so yes this has been episode 41 keep reading comics and always remember never get lost in the speed force long live the legion